Well, good morning, folks. Not sure if you guys can hear me good. If the volume is good, if it's okay audio, give me a five by five, tweet right to me. And I'll be able to know that you guys can hear me fine. If not, I'll reset it and start it again. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Hope everybody's doing well. I am actually having a wonderful, wonderful Saturday. I uh, enjoyed the first day. If you guys give me a couple minutes, I promise it'll be like three minutes or less to update you on everything personally. But uh, I lost one of my boxers on the 11th of this month, and uh, that's been very depressing for me, and I've really not had a whole lot of mojo to to get out here and produce much content or do very much of anything. So uh, in our struggle of dealing with that, because I view my pets as part of my family. They're not just dogs, okay? And uh, she's always been a very important part of my life and my family. So we were hurting. I was hurting a lot. And I told my wife, I said, I'm never getting another dog. Like, I can't do it anymore. And I realized that I need to have someone else to love in addition. So I told her, I said, let's go get another boxer. We went and got two of them. <laughs> so I said, well, if we're going to get one, we got to get two. Because Bailey, you know, she's getting older too. And if she passes away, you know, we're going to be in that same situation. So we bought two boxers that are absolutely beautiful. <clears throat> Piper and Scout are their names. So uh, Scout's the brindle colored one and fawn one is Scout. So anyway, I'm upbeat. I'm having a, a wonderful time. Yesterday, I tweeted, I said, uh, a teaching later today. I, I was so out of whack, I thought it was Saturday. Like, I literally thought it was Saturday when I sent the tweet. And I blocked some some guy saying, if you're going to make a commitment you know, to teach something, stick to it. I had to block that guy. <laughs> Sorry. So if you respond under another account, just don't, don't do that stuff to me again, because I, I don't owe you anything. But that's where I've been for the last couple of weeks. Mentally, I've just been not really in it. So uh, today's discussion, we're going to get to it now. Um, I mentioned in the title, it's more or less an advice for a son who trades. And it's easy for all of you to take this also as a a means of building a foundation. Uh, The assumption is that the listener has gone the route of a funded account trader. Now, I'm going to say some things in here that's going to probably piss off a lot of the funded account companies. Uh, It's not my intention to do that because if it was my intention, I would just tell my son, don't do it. And I would just throw $50,000 into an account and say, here, let's just do that. Uh, But he wants to do this on his own. And I have to appreciate and respect that as any father would. Um, I don't think it's the right way for him personally. And he's found that out. Okay, so um, just know that if you're going to be a funded account company and you're listening into this, just know that I don't have any particular beef with any single one of you, uh, but I know that there are a great deal of hurdles that the average person goes through. And while it may be said that uh, funded account companies do this and do that for the the client, uh, there are some things that are, are glaring, obvious mathematical hurdles that most people don't look at it. 
and I'm going to kind of like talk about that today. So it kind of makes it even harder than trading really is. And I'll, I'll touch on that. And my son now knows what that feels like, which is what I was trying to spare him of. And once you have those cuts, once you have those deep cuts mentally about losing, about measuring up and falling short of goals, which is fine. That part's fine. Falling short of a goal, as long as you're moving in the direction of your goals, uh, and my belief is, is that, that that's fine because nobody's going to get it 100% rate from the first step into any journey. It just doesn't work that way. And this is absolutely not going to be the case for any of you because it's very challenging. So obviously, uh, I mentioned over the last couple months that uh, my son Cameron, who just recently turned 18 in February, he's took it upon himself to want to come out here and try to prove to the world his dad is ICT and he can teach people how to do this and yada, yada. And he's going to go out here and make money and to go after the trolls. That was his mentality. That was his whole reason for doing it. And while that may be admirable to some of you, I thought it was rather stupid. And I told him this before. I said, you're going into this for all the wrong reasons. You're going in to do something other than be good at it for the sake of being good at it and identifying the fact that it's going to take you time. It's going to take you time to get over all the learning hurdles, all the things that you're going to discover about yourself, the things that you thought you were going to be strong at, they're going to be the weaknesses in your trading. And it sounds like it can't be possible, but it is. You, you're, you're confident in your ability to do things that are outside of trading. So therefore, a male mindset, and he's the one out of all my kids that are most likely to be Mr. Testosterone. Okay? He's the largest of all of them. He's bigger than I am. He's taller than I am. He's stronger than I am. And he feels that his athleticism and his ability to be a gamer online, he does a lot of that stuff. He's really good at that. And he's never had any kind of hardships in his academics. We homeschool him. And he felt that he was just going to walk out there and just conquer everything and go on YouTube and literally go in the comment section of the few you know, yahoos out there that like to make a career out of trolling me and, and you know, try to make ad revenue off of being negative against me, which is fine. And yeah, th that's fine. If they have to do that to make their children eat and have Christmas, that's wonderful. I'm not worried about it. It's not changing anything with me. But I told him, I said, that's the worst thing to do. And that's many times what I say to you as my students, don't go into this trying to go onto social media and show your trading prowess as a report card. That's why I believe if you're going to have a MyFX book, if you're a Forex trader, that should be kept private. It absolutely should be kept private because as soon as you feel like you got to unzip your pants and show the world where you're measuring right now, you've lost the plot. You've literally lost the plot because you now have put a mile marker out there and saying, okay, I felt so insignificant at that very moment that I had to go out and do those types of things to measure up, to let people see me and recognize me. But what you have just done is if you've established a baseline now. Now you have to climb up above that. What if you don't have the skill set to do it yet? And most of you listening don't have that skill set. You're just now learning. You're learning how to find setups. You're trying to read price action. You're not even at a stage where you should be going out there trying to get a combine passed with a funded account, whether it be Forex or Futures. You're not prepared 
My son was not prepared, period. But left to his own devices, left to his own unctions and need to be significant to do something emotionally, which would have been toxic even more if he would have been successful because then he would have been good. He, he has the ability to become the biggest prick in trading. You think I'm arrogant. This little bitch, okay, would literally be a menace because he's got that arrogance flair in him. And that's what he's, he's, he's suffering from that right now because he, he wanted it to be easy for him. It can be. It will be easy for him. But he has to do it that way. That's just the way it's going to have to be. And the things that I was trying to spare him and what I try to spare all of you who listen to me, I try to tell you how to go into this with the right mindset because you can make as much money as you want, but you have to be willing to lose as much as you can afford. Think about that. That's a sermon in and of itself. I could teach on that whole premise right there for the rest of this year and not scratch the surface of the importance of knowing what I just said there. But all of you come into this and you want to do something Olympic. Go out there with the least amount of experience, the least of know-how, no responsibility whatsoever because it's going to be the funded account's fault that you lost. It's going to be Trader Bates data thing because you lost. Let me tell you something. Cameron got funded, yes, but you know what? He blew one of those accounts. He had four of them going because they were like 49 bucks or 50 bucks. I think it's 50 bucks. Don't quote me. I might, have, might, I might be saying that part wrong, but he had four of them going. And his mentality was, is I'm going to get one of them. He got one of them, but one of them he lost. And he bitched about how he didn't get the fill he should have gotten, but he let it ride. And top step, if you're listening, do not give him a credit. I'm not asking for fucking charity for my son. Don't do it. He needs to understand that that was the wrong way to do it anyway. But there's always going to be some reason, some reason for the inexperienced, lack of self-control, no discipline mindset to blame everything and everyone but them. Because none of these funded account companies make you push these buttons. None of them do. Not one of them. You do it. You come to the conclusion, whether you learn something from me, whether you learn something from somebody else, or you've invented something and pulled shit out of your ass. It doesn't matter. You're doing these things because you feel the initiative to go out there. Hey, I'm going to do it. This is my way, and I'm going to do it. And if I fail, I'm okay with it. But then you realize that you now aren't successful, and you blow out that combine in short order. Now you're wrestling with something that you weren't prepared for. That's the reason why I teach the way I do. If I was honest, I believe that less than 20% of my listening audience is going to be successful. Less than 20%. Not because of the ability that my concepts can find setups consistently. It's the fact that human nature is what it is. Like, you don't have any sense of accountability whatsoever, except for your own. And if you don't develop that initially in the beginning, well... Who's going to hold you accountable? No one. And my son had money to pay for these things. So therefore, he's accountable to no one. 
Dad's not paying for it, so I don't owe him explanation. But I'm going to do it, and I'm going to prove him just like he thought he's going to do, like his son, his brother Cody, my oldest son. He's going. To, I told him, don't touch crypto. It's toxic. It's poison. I'm telling you, don't do it. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. You're going to get your shit tied up in some kind of bogus broker account. And you ain't going to get your money. Well, guess what? Just under $30,000, he can't get it. Well, there you go. Didn't learn. Didn't learn. This one here, the, the most arrogant of all my boys, really the only arrogant one. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to conquer futures. And I'm going to do it without your money. You're not going to help me because everybody's going to say that you did it for me. Well, hey, I can appreciate that. I was like, man, if you listen to me, son, you're, you'll be able to do this and in, in shit easy. It'll be easy. It'll be a cakewalk if you just listen. But it's not going to be as fast as you want it to be. No, no, no. I ain't got time for that. I got trolls to slap. So what did he do? He rushed. He rushed to get in there for an emotional stimuli that doesn't make any fucking money. All right, here's my MyFX book. I'm down 5%. I'm not being able to come out of that drawdown for nine months. But here you go. I'm teaching. You want to learn from me? Devastating. That's devastating to a guru mentor. And it's devastating to you as someone that's trying to learn how to trade. Should you have those KPI stats, those measurements, those uh, tools to measure your ability to manage risk? How do you come back from drawdown? What's your accuracy? What's your R multiples? All those things. Should you have those? Yes. But they should be personal. Everything in trading should be personal. Absolutely must be personal. Does the idea of you becoming an entrepreneur, does that excite you? Does that get you thinking, like, you know, I would like to do that? Most of my audience probably would, would think that that's a great way of viewing life and saying, I'm going to strive to have my own business, and I'm going to treat trading as my own business. That's wonderful, and I wish you nothing but success, and I'm trying every time when you have time to listen to me, when I'm presenting these presentations, whether it be in this Twitter space or if I'm doing lectures on my YouTube channel, my intentions are to help you, to help you identify the things that might become a problem that you don't really recognize right now and you won't see it coming otherwise. And then it'll be easy for you to feel like I just saw one of the young ladies that follow me on Twitter. She tweeted yesterday, that's it, I gave up, I'm done. No, you're not. <laughs> Trust me, you're not. You're just frustrated and you need a break. So take a break. If you have tried to do these funded account challenges and you failed, stop. Don't even do any more of it this year. Take the rest of this year. Learn what you're doing wrong. Identify some kind of resolution to those things. And come to grips with the fact that you're human. There's a lot of my students out there that are smashing it. Don't look to them and say, I'm going to do better than that guy, that gal, this person, that person. That's the wrong way to do it. Here's what you have to have as a mindset, son. You're going out there and you're trying to do something that is one of the most difficult things in the world to do. Financially carve out your own way in the most corrupt, manipulated system there is. 
the city slickers that run this show, they have a MO. Your dad has the source code to that shit. If you just listen to me and help yourself get over the mental hurdles that's going to keep you from doing it correctly, once that part's figured out, it's easy. It is absolutely fucking easy. It is easy to walk your ass into those markets and say, that's mine. Thank you. That's mine. Thank you. That's mine. Thank you. But you also have to identify there's going to be times when it's going to be simply don't touch me because I am going to roll over everyone today. You can't, you can't just go into every single day. You can't. You cannot go in with that same mindset. You cannot. Because every day offers the opportunity for intervention that you can't see coming. And the economic climate, the geopolitical situation around the world right now, it is ripe. It is so ripe for something coming out of the blue and completely decimate you. So you have to be careful. You have to dial back your risk. You can't be pushing 15 fucking contracts because the funded account says you can trade up to that many. It doesn't mean that you're not my son if you don't do 15 contracts because that's the maximum they allow. A dumbass trades with 15 contracts. A stupid, dumb fuck that doesn't know how to trade is going to be using those 15 contracts. And they're going to be resetting their accounts every 10 to 12 days. It's going to happen. Don't believe me? Ask the people that are doing it. How many times? When did that account start? You'll see that they've been resetting and resetting and resetting and resetting. That's the, that's the reality. But you're only seeing a small piece of what social media shows you. I give you everything that's going to fucking hurt you. And I give you everything that's going to help you. If you don't want to listen to the things that's going to derail you, it does not matter how strong my weapons are. You'll cut your damn hands off. What, is, what use is it then? How are you going to wield your sword if you've amputated both your hands? Doing stupid shit, dumb stuff, not listening, trying to run before you've learned how to crawl. The reason why you are all going to fail is because the person that you see in that mirror isn't properly prepared mentally for it. You're looking at trading as a way of getting past some kind of uncomfortable state, whether it be financially or emotionally. They're the two factors. Instead of saying, I have to have a job until I can not afford to go to work for somebody anymore so I can make more money doing what I'm doing whether it be running a business or doing trading, either work. You have to submit yourself to that idea. And some of the young folks out there are like, I'm going to quit my job. I see somebody out there all the time, new suggestion. ICT said, quit your job in 90 days trading this silver bullet. <laughs> I said, I could. That doesn't mean you're absolutely going to be able to. But if you had the right mindset, can someone do that? Yeah. Can someone do that if they're making $250,000 a year? They have mortgages out their ass, college tuitions they're paying off with their kid, a wife that spends money like mine does. You can't do that. You can't. So there's, there's levels to this, okay? And you can't just do an umbrella of attachment to everything 
that either I say or anyone else says about trading, you have to make sure it fits you. And what I do and how I teach, I make it scalable. So that way you can take everything that I teach and make it applicable to you. Unless I say something specific about Forex being the only way it works here for this, or if I say this is a futures thing, don't try to use it for Forex. Unless I'm saying that at the time about that very specific thing or teaching, it's universal. The universal application of mental preparedness about trading, that's the first stage that you have to get yourself. You have to warm up to the idea that your first year, you're not making money. Can you, if you go out there and trade, get lucky? Sure, you can. Absolutely. But the chances of you doing that consistently, and that's okay for some of you. You just want to win a lottery win. I just want to get a payout. If I can just get this damn credit card paid off, I got over leveraged. They're charging me 36% a month. <laughs> oh, I just got to pay some debts off. You're doing it wrong. You're absolutely doing it wrong. So what I did was I asked my son, I said, you know, where do you see yourself? If dad does not give you anything going forward, where do you see yourself? He talked about a welder and do his own welding business. He talked about being in HVAC and learning how to do that as a business. But he wants to be a business owner. So I love that part of it. I just don't like the fact that he wants to be a grunt. But I know that that has to happen. I've allowed him to work at a coffee shop. And as much as... I hate hearing him bitch about how some people go in there and they talk down to him because they think, well, you know, you're, you're just a kid. You're just a kid. They don't know his pedigree. They don't know where he came from. I could buy and sell that fucking company. Bottom line is, is he has to be work hardened. He has to understand what keeps him doing the things and following the rules. Otherwise, he spends the rest of his life doing that kind of stuff, answering to the man. Can I have off? Can I go home early? Do I have to stay over because you asked me? Can I get a vacation on this week? See, these are, these are questions that I don't want my children ever to have to ask for. And you know what? If that makes me sound like an arrogant prick to any of you, fuck you. Because I don't want my children begging. You shouldn't be begging. I don't want any of you listening to me ever feeling like you're in that situation. I don't want you to feel that way for your kids to grow up and and dem, dem, Depend, if, if you will, on somebody else feeding you or them. That's a terrible feeling. It sucks. You don't have control of your life. You have zero control of your life. You're at the mercy. Oh, you're, if you're part of the working class, and let me tell you something. I was there. I was there. I did shit jobs. Shit jobs. I, I told my wife we were, we were driving around. And all this is pertinent to this conversation, by the way. So if this doesn't you know, scratch you, it's, you know, go watch something else or listen to something else or complain to me on Twitter so I can block you. We're out taking a drive like we normally do. And I said, how many jobs have you had in your lifetime? Like, and when did you first start working? And she's like, well, you know, this, that, that. And she had like four jobs. Started real young as a teenager. And when I was 16, you know, my first job was a dishwasher. And long story short... I went through a lot of things, and I had 28 jobs, 28 W-2 paying jobs. Now, some of them I worked one day. <laughs> some of them I didn't even work a day. Um, there was a place up in uh, Bell Camp 
it was a, a rubber tube manufacturing place. Place stunk really bad. Um, I got in there and they were they were going to pay me eighteen dollars an hour. Back then it was great money, but I I couldn't I couldn't tolerate. It. I just said one to a supervisor, I gotta go. Can't do this. Are you sure? Damn right, I'm sure. I'm out of here. Don't even worry about the hour I've been here. Keep it. So I've had a lot of attempts to be an employee. I just failed at it. And guess what? I am proud to tell you, I failed as an employee because I shine as an entrepreneur. I, I, I'm not made to be somebody's fucking slave. I'm not, I'm not made to be like that. And neither are you. But you're convinced and told otherwise by the shit you watch on TV, the movies that you watch, the people you hang around with. Man, I got a good job. What? There's no jobs that are good. None of them are good. None of them are good. So here's my son growing up, seeing the way we live, how we live, what we do. I don't look at price tags. If I want something, I buy it. Nobody tells me I can and can't. Whatever I want, I get. Whatever I want to drive, I buy. So how could he, how could he as my son understand the hardships that was felt for me and like all of you that have to do the same stuff until you don't have to anymore. How do they understand how to get past that or appreciate the fact that, yeah, this isn't the right way. They have to be put in a situation where they do it. But my kids aren't lazy. So when they get in there, they start doing it. You know what it was like when you first got your first paycheck, right? It's like, man, I got, I got, this is my money. I made this money. It's only like 300 and some dollars after taxes, but damn it, that's your money. You earned it. It's something special about it. It's meaningful to you. It's not that it's a lot of money. It's just the fact that you earned it. You felt good because you did it. You went through the process to get there. Well, guess what that is? That's fucking trading. You traded your time, your energy, your life force, your time clock that's ticking down faster and faster as you get older. You gave up a lot of that. 40 hours for that week to get that minuscule pittance of money. Well done. You got raped. Well done. You got taken advantage of. And you're going to have the audacity to call it a good job. This is a good, this is a good experience. No, it's not. It's experience. It's useful experience, but it's not good. It needs to be work hardening. That means you see it. You have to do it. You're told to do it, and you can't not do it to get, to get paid. You have to do it. So you have to follow rules. You have to stay within a parameter. Do this, do that. Just to get paid off. But then you got to do it again. And where does that lead you? Nowhere. You're not going to make any money. So he has this mindset now. He doesn't come home defeated. He's just irritated because some people will come in and complain to him. But now he's got that that feeling what it feels like to someone look down at you. I needed him to feel that. Because he's, he's a, despite being arrogant, <laughs> he's a likable guy, okay? And nothing that, that I'm aware of, none of his friends, and he don't seem to run short on friends. And the girls that he, you know, pal around with, he's got one he's steady with now. She's getting ready to go to college. She leaves in a couple weeks. So she's leaving state to do her veterinarian career. So I told Cameron, I said, listen, this is such a perfect opportunity for you because here's what you can do. You can 
if you decide that you want to do something blue collar like the HVAC tech and you want to go into running your own business like that as a, you know, the, the end result, that's wonderful. But this, this right here, this is the real thing. That is this a plan B that you don't really hope to even worry about. But you're doing that because her parents, they don't, they don't understand what we do. They obviously see how we live, but they don't understand what we do. As traders, it doesn't make any sense to them. Like, how can you? They don't understand that I make literally their entire year's salary in one fucking day to combine. And she's a nurse. In one day, one day, one 24-hour interval, I make more than both of her parents' gross annual income in one 24-hour period. I do that. They can't comprehend that. They, uh, that that's, that, that's unfathomable. What are you talking about? That's not even trying. That's just what it is. And none of your friends and your family are going to understand that when you start becoming madly successful too. You're going to spend the rest of your life trying to convince people that aren't going to have the capacity to understand. That's another thing that you're trying to do. You're going into this industry, try to trade, to try to show your friends and family you could do it. They are less than what you are versus them saying you're going to fail. It's a pipe dream. And there's nothing wrong with using that as steam so when you get those mile markers and you reach that next plateau in your development you and you understand you get funded or you get a payout or you're now you're making money look back and reflect on that and say yeah yeah but that's for your journal that's not for you to go up to them and say hey motherfucker remember that time when you said blah 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 look what i'm driving now bitch look what i'm now I, you know I'm, I'm making all this money now but they're, they're not going to look at you and say wow well done they're going to do the same thing they did with me when i did that when i was 20 something years old Get the fuck out of here, dickhead. You're, 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 you're conceited. You're conceited. Whatever, whatever. That's, that's, how, that's the reaction you're going to get. So you're not even going to get the reaction you want by doing those things. And that's exactly what my son wants to do. Still. Still. <laughs> so I, I get it. I mean, he's got that warrior mentality. He wants to go out there and show this and show that. He, he's definitely going to be a YouTuber. I'll just let you know. He will be a YouTuber. He's probably going to be the one that teaches Enigma because <laughs> he wants to be that guy. So it is what it is, okay? But he still has to correct some things. And what did we did? We sat down and I told him, I said, listen, where do you see yourself in a couple of years from now? Because your girlfriend will be graduating college in four years. So in my mind, I think you have a four-year program or plan that you should follow. If you want to go to school, to learn to be an HVAT or was HVAC tech, you know, I don't think there's a college course for that. I think you got to go like to a company, you got to work for a company and they pay for you to go to a school in the evening time or on weekends or whatever. And, and you become whatever. And I think you sign a contract as long as you work with them, they pay for it or something, something to that effect. And I may be absolutely incorrect in that assumption, but I, that's my understanding. Right? So I thought about it. I don't know anybody that actually did it. But uh, I want him to go through this plan of four years. Whether he does that or not, I don't care. Personally, I don't care because if he just listens to me, one way or the other, if I got to sit down and tell him, buy this, sell that, he's not going to work the rest of his life. But I need him to know how to do this correctly so that way this information is passed on to his children because I'm quite certain he's going to get this one he's with now pregnant. When they get out of college and then they get settled down, I'm only going to have grandkids with these, these two. And I'm happy for it. I love her like she's already part of our family. 
but I don't want her to finish her college coursework and get her degree in veterinarianism. Is it veterinarianism? <laughs> She's going to be a veterinarian. I don't want her to come out of college and say, okay, I've done my thing for four years. Where are you? You know, I don't want him like saying, well, you know, I'm a break even trader or I'm not trading anymore. And I tried this or this isn't going to work. So I said, you know, here's, here's what homes cost right now. Average. We went through Zillow. We went through a couple of different real estate agents uh, listings and things. I said, now these are the property prices right now in four years. They could be greatly different from what they are. But let's just say for the first starter home, you and your girlfriend say, okay, she graduates, you move in together, you get yourself a house. And we'll just say a $500,000 house is your first starter house. For some of you, that might be extravagant. To me, I think it's not even that big of a deal anymore because real estate prices are jacked up you know, unrealistically. Um, but to have like a single family home, you know, small little plot of land and something that's manageable, easily managed, doesn't take a whole lot to manage that. And for him to have it before they get married, uh, that would be important to me. But, um, and if you're listening, um, it's no offense meant by that, but uh, it's, I think a man and a woman should have a property before they marry. That's just the way it is. And if you have one that's nicer than the other, you live in the other ones and you use the other ones around. That, that's the way I look at it. Uh, but too many times people get with people and they acquire something and then all of a sudden now you're in court trying to fight who gets it when one party didn't really earn it. And that may sound sexist, but it's not. It's either or. Whichever one comes into the relationship having the money or the affluence and the affordability to, to either pay for the property or own the property, uh, the other person, just because they married them, should not be entitled to that. And that's just my mindset. Now, whatever you accrued during the marriage – that's absolutely 100%, 50-50, down the middle, and there's no bones about it. But I think everyone, as a young adult, should be striving to secure a residence free and clear before they ever consider getting with someone because that creates codependence. And if you've heard me teach before, I, I, I'm a very strong proponent of an independent mindset, and you have to have that as a trader to, and be successful. And as a young adult, if you're listening – you should be striving to do those types of things. So that way the person that's with you knows that you don't need their ass for shit, but just the compatibility on emotional level, relationship wise. And anybody, you know, you can go out there and find anybody to do the physical part, but you want to be with somebody that wants to be with you and not need to be with you because you have something or can afford something. So there's a lot of things I got to fix about my son because he wants the flash. He wants the arrogance. He wants to do all those things. And that will invite a lot of things that brought me to the situation I was as a young man where I got messed around with by a gold digger. And that's not going to be the topic here, but I had to live my life a certain way to keep her from taking things from me. She didn't earn it. And those things are going to be the same problems that you're going to run into if you flash everything. If you show what you have all the time, you're inviting it. You're, you're advertising, hey, come take advantage of me. Come lie to me and tell me that you care about me, you love me. But then when you get what you can get, you're done. You're done. That, that's the problem. That, that's really a big problem today because social media, image, all about this stuff. And now you've invited that to trading. You've made it next to impossible. You can't not be emotional about trading now. 
if social media is a large part of your trading and you're successfully consistently profitable, wow, that is saying something because I don't believe that that helps anyone. It makes it harder. It means you have to live up to some expectation. So we sat down and I told him, I said, listen, you know, let's assume for your first property, it's going to cost you $500,000 and you want to have some money in the bank. So after you pay the house off, say you got to have $150,000. So you're looking at $650,000. You got to have that in four years. So how are you going to do that? And he looked at me and he was like, uh, I don't know. I said, well, that, that part's easy, but you need to understand that what you're doing right now and how you think and how you behave isn't going to get you there. It won't even get you 10% there. You're not going to do well unless you listen. You've already tried it your way. And did it work? No. So there's this little thin razor small window of opportunity where you now have got yourself funded. You over leveraged. So you broke the rules I laid down for you. I don't give a shit about top steps rules. Top step is absolutely easy to pass. And I'm going to teach you this today. Okay. I'm going to teach it to you today. So that way there's no fucking excuse for you guys to go out there and complain about, Oh, well they're trailing this and they're trailing that. Oh, they're this, that they just, you know, they won't let me do this. It's easy as shit to pass that. There isn't a funded account challenge out there that is not passable. That's so easy. The problem is you're going in with these too fast expectations for yourself. But don't let me sound like I'm sugar sweet on any of these companies because I'm going to tell you some shit they probably didn't think about, and they're going to be mad I said it today. So I don't want to hear any shit about it. This is my opinion. My son's got himself into this, so now I'm going to show him a solution to get through it. Should it mean you should apply it to you? No, because I don't want any kind of bullshit. If it doesn't work for him, it doesn't work for you. I don't want to hear about it. This is my opinion. I think it would work. For me, I could walk out there and do it, no problem. It's not a big deal. And there's some of these companies out there would love nothing more for me to do it because you'll trade copy every fucking thing I do. And I get it. I understand that. But I don't need to do that. I'm trading with real money, folks. I know I teach with a demo account, but I'm trading with real fucking money. You're going to see it. Okay? You're going to see it. I'm telling you that. It's July 29th, 2023. You're going to fucking see real money. But while I'm teaching... I have, to behind, I have to be behind the veil of protection because I'm not a licensed financial advisor. So everything I'm telling you here, I'm not advising you financially. I'm telling my son, my offspring, the, the fruit of my loins, okay, the boy that wants to be me all over again in faster and quicker form. The only way that's possible is if he listens to me. Nobody else is going to teach him how to be me or better than me but me. And I want him to be better than me. I want all of you to be better than me. But you can't do stupid shit and think about money the way you do. So he has a four-year plan to come up with $650,000. Can he do it? Yes. Can he do it right now the way he is mentally or equipped as a trader? No. Am I embarrassed to say that? No. He literally just started doing this. A couple months ago, and he has not listened. Doesn't listen. Have you studied the charts today on this move? No, I'll, I'll get that to it. What are you talking about? There's times. 
The silver bullet, I created that for him. The 2022 model, I created that for my daughter. Think. I'm doing this actively, interactive with all of you. You're not entitled to this stuff. And I'm hoping that they feel, because they're social media mindsets, I'm hoping they will feel like they have to put more effort into it now because they invited that. They wanted it. They wanted to be in the social media element. They want to be out there on my YouTube channel talking face-to-face and be seen by everybody. They want that because they want to be able to testify and say, none of you people know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, you know, this is what we really do. This is how we live. This is how it really is. And you don't see the half of it. But I don't need that. I don't want them doing that. Just like I teach you. Like I said, when I'm talking these discussions, whether it be in video, I'm talking to my children all the time. All the time. You got a, a foul mouth, ICT. And you talk to your children like that? Sometimes I do. I don't walk on water. I repent. I make mistakes. I sin. I do those things. But I'm passionate. And sometimes my passion comes through with no filter. And that's just the way it is. So he has $650,000 he's got to make in four years. And he has a funded account that he has not executed on yet. They sent him an email. They finally got his email resolved. And he said, okay, to start your funded account, you have to pay some kind of, I don't know what it was, some kind of fee he said it was. So, okay, it's fine. I know they expect you to pay something each month or whatever. So let's talk about that. Let's get this stuff out of the way because I know some of them are just waiting on bated breath to hear what I'm going to say about them. <laughs> the, uh, you ever think about what combine you're going to do? I know uh, like I'll, I'm going to use Top Step because that, that's the only one I've seen because of my son being involved in it. That, that's it, okay? The idea of going in with a $50,000 account or a $100,000 account or funded to $150,000. Uh, they have like a thing on there, at least when I checked it this morning before I got on here because I want to have some of the, the numbers correct before I started talking about it. I didn't want to be saying things that were not accurate at the time of this presentation, which is July 29th, 2023. They have the most popular is the $50,000 funded account challenge. And this has been said many times, not just by me, but other people too. And people that are really aware of what's going on that even are funded with them that have received payouts. Um, when you say, or you get a certificate or you're funded as part of some kind of $50,000 account or $100,000 or $150,000, uh, you don't have $50,000 or $100,000 or $150,000. You have as much money as they'll let you before they stop you from trading. So in, real, in reality, what you have is for a $50,000 account, you have $2,000 trading account. That's it. That's all you got. For $100,000, you have $3,000. Once you lose that, you're done. You got to reset or walk away. And for $150,000, you have a $4,500 account. So for any of you that are out there trading with multiple mini contracts, trading with that size, you're fucking stupid. Okay? You're absolutely fucking stupid. 
You're literally over leveraging to the fucking gills. You have no idea what you're doing. You're the worst fucking money manager there is if you're literally trading more than one contract on any one of those things. If you're trading a mini, one singular mini with that $50,000 funded account, you're absolutely going to blow your brains out. You're going to fail. You're over leveraged. Look at how fast NASDAQ moves. She likes to run. Once she stretches her legs and starts finding her stride, it can really gallop. How many of those points can you handle if you're doing the maximum of five contracts? Because that's what they offer. You can trade up the five contracts. Here, you want to play Russian roulette? We're going to give you not just one handgun with one bullet, but we're going to give you fucking five. So that way you have a real good chance of blowing your brains out. But they didn't do it. They didn't make you push the button. They're just making it available to you because that means that they're likely to get reset and you're not getting funded and you're not going to have to pay out to any of these people. So while there may be a lot of things to say about the companies that do these things, and truth be told, if these things were made available to me when I was younger, I would have done it. I absolutely would have done it. I would have done most likely worse than what my son did here. He's done a lot of resets and he traded through. Uh, he used his, his older brother, Caleb. He let him set it up. So we weren't aware that any of that was going on. Um, even though top step could say, Oh yeah, Caleb was in here too. Caleb was only letting him use his bank card. Now he's 18. Now he's got his, you know, his own show. So it's, He's doing it there, but that's who it's been. And he tried to do things where he was not prepared, not knowing what he was doing. And what's the results? As you would expect, unsuccessful. Not even doing anything I taught him, not one thing. Just thinking, oh, it's moving really fast. It's going to keep moving. That's the mentality of a momentum trader. You have to know what it's doing. Where is it going? Can you get lucky doing that? Sure you can. There's a lot of people doing it. But we sat down. And I told him, I said, right now, you have, once you pay whatever that fee is, you're going to have what is considered a funded account with Top Step for $50,000, okay? You do not. You do not have $50,000. You have 2000 Now, here's what I want you to understand, folks listening, okay? If you have that funded account at 50000 and you can do the math on all the other tiers, whether it be the 100%, I'm sorry, the 100000 or the $150,000 funded account, every month you have to pay some kind of subscription fee to that, okay? Here's the part of the, the financial illiteracy none of you are tapping into and correcting. The fact that you're trying to say that you have a $50,000 account, and my son, once he gets the fee paid, he does not have a $50,000 funded account. He has a relationship with a company that says we will pay out 90% on anything that you earn as long as everything that we've given you in terms of parameters are met and not exceeded. Okay, wonderful. But you don't have a $50,000 account. You have a $2,000 account that you have to pay, and if they do raise the money back up to – Right now, it's, uh, it's $49 a month. 
And I think I'm sure they probably got a lot of people sign up because it got real cheap. And that, to me, I think that's what they should do because the stats are going to stay the same. Most people are going to fail. If I was uh, Michael that runs uh, Top Step, I would literally keep it $49. The pay structure they have right now, I would keep it just like that. The fucking volume that that's going to bring in would way outdo what they're going to do because, number one, there's a lot of shit going on because the trading view and the trade of eight link up. It's not available anymore. And for me and my community, we're – we're crew trading view. Okay. And I don't have any affiliation with them. They don't pay me. They've asked me to have business relationship with them a couple of weeks ago. I said, no, I don't do any affiliate, nothing. So my opinion is absolutely mine. It's not influenced by anybody paying me. It's just, this is my opinion. And if it's good, it's great. If it's not good, accept the fact that it's my opinion. I don't want any kickbacks from any company. I'm not interested. But eventually, if they take it back to what they were expecting people to pay, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was $165 a month. Okay. So if you have a $2,000 trading account, not $50,000, you have $2,000, and you're paying $165, you're basically in a credit card format. You're paying eight and a quarter percent to have access to $2,000 that doesn't even exist. Hello. That's like fractional reserve banking. Listen, I'm not knocking them. That's fucking amazing. If they have people constantly coming and doing that, that's wonderful. My job, my job and role as a, uh, a teacher is to show you there are weaknesses. There's, there's things that you can exploit. You can beat their ass. You can. You can get paid from these companies. I have students that are doing it. But most of you don't know how to view this stuff. Think about it. Have you, have, have you really strongly considered the monthly fee and what you're really paying? You're paying the equivalent of eight and a quarter percent interest, whether you make money or not. And it's the same ratio, whether you go up to the 150,000 or the 100,000. It's anywhere between 8.33% or, in this case, eight and a quarter percent. For the $50,000 account. So out of the $2,000 that you really have access to, you're paying $165 a month towards that. So you're paying eight and a quarter percent. So you now have to do what? You got to make eight and a quarter percent just to break even. None of you can fucking probably do that now, even in a demo account, but you're in a rush to get out there and trade in these fucking combines. You're financially illiterate. That's why I talk to you the way I talk to you. That's why I give you all of these things to understand how you're supposed to think about money, how you're supposed to behave, how you're supposed to conduct this as a business. When you trade with these companies, this is exactly what I'm having my son do. Because he's not going to stay with this company, and he's never going to go into another funded account, ever. He put money into it. We're going to take that money back. He's going to make probably $10,000, and then he's stopping. Then he's going to take that $10,000, and he's going to put it in AMP futures. He's going to trade with a real broker that pays commission, and he can get a fucking wire withdrawal every single day when he makes it. There's no – got to be profitable four days, five days in a row, minimum this, minimum that. If you make money, you should be fucking pulling out the money. You should be able to do that. All of these companies – all of their rules are meant for you as a 
highly probable failure as a trader, their likelihood of paying out is so small. It's a wonderful business for them, and they look like they're helping everybody. And for the people that know how to exploit, just like card counters, and all my students, I'm teaching you how to count fucking cards. They don't want you in there when you start beating their ass. But they want to put a copy on there or not. They can't, try, they, they, they can't copy everybody, okay? Because the flash in the pan guys that come in there and do, and do it real quick, boom. Make your money, get out, and then go trade with a real broker. If you're stuck and you don't have the money to do it and you can't scrape up the amount of money to, you know, to be properly funded, and you're probably saying, well, $10,000, Michael, that's, that's nothing. You don't even know where I'm going yet, so sit down. But you're trading with $2,000, and you're literally trying to trade with a mini contract, whether it be S&P or NASDAQ. You have such a small razor edge to walk on before you're ended just because of the natural volatility that we have in the markets right now. And I'm sorry, listen, folks, I'm sorry if you think I'm beating up any one particular company or any, that's not what I'm saying here. And if you own one of these companies, and you're, you're pissed off right now. You know what I'm saying is the fucking truth. But I'm also going to tell you that this is a viable option. If you listen to what I'm going to say in this presentation today, if you follow these fucking rules, you stand a far better chance than doing anything else out there. I don't need to do a funded account challenge to know how to whip their ass at it. I don't need to do that. I have the perfect laboratory experiment right now because my son listened. Pushed the button. Now he's funded. But he needs to know how to do it. That's why I'm invested into it. That's the only reason why. I want him. He wants to do it with his own money. Wonderful. You don't want to take my money? Wonderful. So now, listen. Go out there, do what I told you to do, follow the rules, learn how to follow the rules and be comfortable doing it. Be comfortable taking a loss. Don't try to trade with the largest position. You're going to do it with the least because that's how you beat them. They all are inviting you to use the big battle axe. Here, come in here. And use the fucking bazooka. We can let you trade up to 15 contracts with a $4,500 uh, $4, account. What the hell? AMP, AMP Futures will let you trade full mini with $300 margin. There you go. So there are brokers out there that will let you trade. Ridiculous leverage, which I think is, that is absolutely ridiculous. But you're all thinking because here's why you're thinking you have to have big leverage. Okay, Every time Dick and Harry and Patrick will want to swing with 15 contracts because they know in their heart of hearts they're going to have the inevitable tailspin and blowout. So they want to get those big wins when they're on a roll, but they already know deep down inside in their conscience they know – they know that one thing's coming, and it's the thing that you don't see. That's the part the social media hides from you. The people that are on social media, they hide that. 
Here's the challenge for the people out there that say, I am a funded account challenge feeder and I am trading with a funded account. And this is, this is what I'm making today. Show us, show us the end of the fucking year. Start right now, you know, the Monday. Forget, we'll, we'll expunge the career up to now for this year. Start your account funded combine on Monday. Get funded. Show that publicly what the, what the account number is. Okay, And go through the logic of showing it every single day and how you got paid out at the end of the year. Do that. Because that's what I don't see. I don't see that with any of any of these guys or gals. And you're not entitled to do it. I just see these, these personalities out there. They're trying to say, because I'll teach in a demo, what they're doing is far better. When you're not seeing anything except for one small little snapshot of this is what I did today. And the account numbers they've been showing don't even match the ones they had two months ago. So that's not the same account. That's reset. How many times did you reset? My son did dozens of this shit. He's wasted money on that. I'm not hiding that. If Popstat was on this fucking thing, they would tell you, yep, that's exactly true. <laughs> and this is the only one he got passed. And he only passed it because I was over his shoulder saying, do that, do this, stop. That's the truth. But he has to do this himself. He has to do it himself. Otherwise, he doesn't know how to do it. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying for him to learn how to do it independent and successfully independent from me. I don't want to go in there and help him by saying, buy here, sell here, stop here, do this. I don't want to do that. Because if I'm doing that, I'm just going to do a family-funded uh, management account, which is an LLC. And if you want to learn about that, I'll do it in another uh, uh, Twitter space. But you can create all these things where your children can draw salaries from. And you just do one thing, and, and that's it. They live off of it. That's, the, that's, the, that's my plan B. If none of my children, and they have till 30 years old, if they don't know how to do this and they can't do it, then I'm just going to run an account where they make $100,000 a year, and that's all they'll ever make from me. But I only got to do one thing, that one account, and I don't need to do shit to do that. Literally nothing, nothing at all for me to do that. I have five kids. That's only $500,000. I can lap that shit in every eight weeks at $500,000. It's easy. That's easy. It's just math, folks. It's just math. You just don't know how to string an equation together to get that number. We're going to talk about that tonight. Well, today. Some of you are probably tonight. Yeah. So he has, he has a goal. He has to hit $650,000. And just so you know, Tops, that we won't be doing it through you. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to hit 10000 and we're going to pull out. And then at 10000 we're going to roll into AMP. And then he's going to use AMP over the course of the duration between then and when his girlfriend graduates and comes home from college. So he will have post-taxes. That means he's got to pay taxes through this all too, folks. He's going to have $650,000. $500,000 is going towards a home purchase for them. And he'll have $150,000 in the bank. 
my goal is for him to know how to do this on his own, and he can carve out anywhere between $7,500 to $10,000 a week. Tradable, withdrawable funds. That's my personal goal, as is that. Everybody wants to know, what is your goals? You know, what would it be for your son and daughter? What would it be? I want them to be able to hit $7,500 to $10,000 a week. To me, that is very, very strong earning potential. And it also relieves the necessity to have to trade every single month if you have that much padding. Because there's going to be a time when you go into and we're going into it right now, August. August usually typically sucks. It's, it's the month that you know, we don't have any holiday in the, in the United States. Um, Congress usually goes away. You know, it's, it's a lot of shit that goes on in August where if that's the month you're going to look to take, take a vacation, that's the time you do it. That's, that's then. Because it's just a really weird month. Now, because I said this, <laughs> it's probably going to be an amazing, highly precise technical uh, month. And if it does, that's great. I'll be here for it. But as a general rule of thumb, having $7,500 to $10,000 a week earned income that's withdrawable funds, to me, I think that is the goal that my children should strive for. Can they hit it? If they listen to me, they will do fucking 20 times that. I didn't exaggerate. The problem is they're human, just like you are. And you want to rush to get to that end, that end goal, paid out, funded account. You don't realize. Once, now he's, he's, at the, he's at the show now. He's, he's at the dance. And he doesn't have his dancing shoes yet. He's not properly dressed. I'm just escorting him there to the dance. So now this is the part where I say you have to do this this way or fail. If you fail and you tried it and you did everything that the rules say and you failed, I will not and I cannot be upset with you because it's my rules. If you fail this, that means dad failed. If you follow every fucking rule that I tell you, you will have no responsibility whatsoever. But just like I teach you with logging and journaling, everything, you're using that as a pseudo experience. You're tricking your brain saying, oh, yeah, I saw this trade coming. And because you're doing that and you're detailing it with annotations and you're seeing snapshots of price action like that, your subconscious retains that. And you sugarcoat it with all the self-love. Oh, this is great. I love seeing this happen. It came to fruition just like I thought it would. And you're writing a fictional book, but that fictional book is meaningful to you. And it's about you, the perfect future you. Well, here in his trading with this funded account, he has to follow these rules. If he doesn't follow them correctly, he fails on his own accord. If he does what I tell him to do and only executes on those basis, I have failed. So I have removed all of the, the fear for him. I've removed any reason to second guess shit. There's nothing, nothing to beat himself up about. But he has to show up at the right time and do exactly what these fucking rules are. And I'm going to tell you. That's what we're here today for. Get to the point, ICT. This is bullshit. I got things to do. There's a baseball coming, coming on. I got to go somewhere. <laughs> I'm staying up late now, man. I can't, I can't sit here through all this shit. Get to the point. There's going to be like 15 YouTubers tonight. 
splicing all this stuff into this next couple minutes and sparing you all the parts that were really more important. I get it, ad revenue. So for a $50,000 top step account that he has access to once he funds it, pays for it, he's already earned the right to do it, but um, he's got a $2,000 account just like everybody else that has one. So he can't trade five contracts like they say. Can't do it. You're not allowed. That's my rules. Additionally, he cannot trade one mini either. What? Well, what is he supposed to trade? A micro? Oh, come on, man. I'm never going to get rich trading micro account. Come on. A micro contract ICT? We're talking about $2. $2 per point? <laughs> come on, man. You got something better for me than that. That's exactly what you need. That's exactly what you need. Let me give you some numbers. As it is right now, my son, who's 18 years old, just graduated homeschooling, he's fresh out the box. Green, brand new, little whippersnapper. He's cock strong, arrogant, walking around like a peacock, and he ain't got no reason to feel that way because he ain't got anything except for gaming and his athleticism. That's it. The boy makes literally gross $400 a week working at a coffee shop. So $400 a week is what his gross income is. He gets paid every two weeks. So he has to wait two weeks before he gets his ends met. And what ends does he have? I make him pay his own car insurance and his, because he had a car accident earlier in the year. His fault, because he didn't listen to me by staying on the, on the right side of the yellow line, he crossed the solid line to go around somebody that was going too slow. So what is his problem? He's impatient. And I told him, don't cross the yellow line. I don't care who's in front of you. I don't care how slow they are. Stop. Pull over. Nope, didn't want to listen. So it caused an accident. Same way with this. He's rushing to get funded. Like that was going to be some magical experience. Now he's going to start making money because he's funded. No. Look at, look at the testimony of how many times you did resets. You don't know how to fucking trade. So you have to learn how to trade. You have to manage yourself more appropriately and learn discipline. He doesn't have that yet. So he has a $288 a month car insurance bill. His cell phone, we make him pay $70 a month. He spends $80 a month in gas. And on average, he spends about $350 a month on entertainment between him but, you know, buying whatever he wants to you know, buy and pay for. And he entertains his girlfriend you know, twice, a, you know, twice a month and when they go out to eat or something. And the rest of his money, you know, he just socks it. So I, I told him, I said, listen, the first rule is that we have to duplicate your income that you spend, your ends. You have to be able to do that you know, in addition to. So – that skill set is something I teach all of you to try to you know, try to do that, not get rich, not try to get 50R multiples, not try to be on the leaderboard of FTMO, not try to do this and try to do that. Your goal should be all monetary, making ends meet. So how do we do that? You have to have your bills. What's your, what's your spendable um, expenses? Hang on one second. I just realized my phone is about to croak here. Man, this thing's draining my battery. 
Bear with me one second. Can you watch him for a second? I've got to put Bailey away. Can you watch him for just a second, Bailey? Come on. Come here, Bailey. Bailey, come. Bailey, come on. Bailey, come on. My phone has 1% run about to die. I need to go downstairs. Put them in the cage if you have to. Come on. Where's that little shit? Come on. Your tail, take American Express. This discover card. Here, I'm gonna put these right here. downside to having a big ass house and the phone chargers on the other side of it. <laughs> so unprofessional ICT yeah go fuck yourself I'm spending my Saturday talking to you for free so his total expenses come to $738 a month so as 18 year old he's got $738 a month coming out he lives in my home we feed him except for if he wants to take his girlfriend or himself out to a restaurant or whatnot so that's what I'm gonna say let's set a goal to make a thousand dollars a month you have to do this three months in a row. You have, to do, you have to do that because if you do something for 90 days, then you will see that that is something that can repeat. It can become a habit. I don't think 30 days is a, a, a groundbreaking thing that creates a habit because anybody can do something for a month. Think about it. How many times have you done a diet? It should have been a habit. You should have been able to live the rest of your life like that. It's not. 90 days, every successful weight loss program or training regimen, the ones that are seeing the best results always do at least 90 days. Well, in this, because we're talking about money, one month, one snapshot of a day, I made this much money today. Look at me. It don't mean shit. It don't mean anything. This 
may not be a lot of money to you. May not be a lot of money for anyone. But to him, it is. Because I don't doll out money. Hang on one second. We have an air conditioner guy coming here. I had to make sure my wife had the her car seat. She's asking me something. <laughs> they can't hear you. <laughs> yeah. What I, yeah, just sign it. We have two uh, two air conditioners here, and we run them very, very low to keep the house real cold. And yes, it's hot, but uh, I, I, our air conditioner on the up, up, upper floors won't go down below 70 degrees, and I, I don't like that. So I have people coming out here if I got to get another unit installed, and that's what it is. But yes, this is what it's like to be on a live session, and I will go off and do different things and discussions and that's just the way my mind works but a thousand dollars a month is what his goal is so you're probably thinking okay a thousand dollars okay um how can you do that with a two thousand dollar trading account but we'll call it a fifty thousand dollar funded account because that's what everybody wants to call it it's a two thousand dollar equity that's that's what you have so i told him i said listen you're already paying what would be equivalent to eight and a quarter percent if they go up to 165. If they keep it at $49 a month plus the taxes or whatever it is, you're still you're you're still paying interest. You're paying on interest to have access to something like a credit card. And if you don't do any trades, you're still paying that interest payment whether you use it or not. That's what you don't realize. When you're looking at these funded account companies, you're paying an interest. A monthly subscription is an interest payment on money that doesn't even exist. Great business model. Great business model. Uh, is it helpful to someone that is not financially literate? Absolutely not. It's like playing Russian roulette. And the ease or the, I guess you could say, uh, the approachable uh, benefits to being cheaper, you might look at that and say, well, you know, even I do blow it, I can afford to do $49 again. It doesn't cost that much. Well, that was the mindset my, my son had. My own son had that same mindset, but he wasn't doing it for $49. He was doing it when it was the full whatever it was. I don't even know how much money he's wasted on it. But I, got it, I had to get involved and intervene and tell him, look, you have to do this with a structured mindset. You just can't go in there and swing for the fences and just think something magically is going to happen. So I told him, I said, you cannot afford to trade a mini contract. And that's the, that's the truth, okay? I'm, I'm going to be real blunt with you. For the folks that have $150,000 funded accounts, if you're trading more than two contracts, mini, you're asking the blow up. You should be trading two micros. Are you fucking kidding me? I, yes, absolutely. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth, okay? That's the reality. Because if you have the $150,000 funded account, you can only lose $4,500. If I did that right, and if I read their website correctly, if I'm wrong, I apologize, and I'll retract it and say something in a tweet that would be more accurate. But my understanding is a $150,000 account only affords you to lose up to $4,500. And then three thousand dollars maximum for a hundred thousand dollar funded account, and then fifty thousand is you only get to lose two thousand before they end the show for you. 
So that's all you have. And while that is a, a certain measure of being unfortunate in a way, the way it's being presented and, and packaged, that isn't the end of the road. So here's my son. He's at the cusp of you know, executing on this this week. He's going to pay for his funded account to be began. Um, my note says it's an express account. So I don't know what that is, but that's what it apparently will become when he pays for it to begin. So whatever he earns from that point on, as long as he has several days of profitability, he can ask for up to 50% of it. We're not interested in 50% because we're going to do all of it. And then, uh, we're done. But the, uh, the idea is he needs to be trading one micro contract. That's all he can afford to trade. But what if you're a better trader? That's all you can afford to trade. Where, 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 am, I, where am I stuttering in that? You get one contract at the micro level. If you only can afford to lose $2,000, that means you're only trading with one singular micro contract. I see all these guys on YouTube. I watch them, okay? And I love the fact that they have the brass, the moxie to get out there and do that. And sometimes it's very entertaining, okay? Uh, sometimes it's tragic because they are, they're trying, but they're trying with too much leverage, and they don't know how to trade. That really compounds it. So my own son fell victim to that same shit where you don't know how to trade, and you're trying to overleverage. That's lottery. That's casino mentality. It's you going in there trying to gamble. So I told him, I said, for every $2,000, right now you only have $2,000 you can work with. So if you make $2,000 more, then you can afford to trade a second micro account, uh, contract rather. So now for someone who doesn't know what a micro is, uh, when we talk about trading in minis, for the S&P e-mini contract, for one point, that means it's four ticks. And what would that look like? If you were trading 4,500 even, and it went up to 4,501, that's one handle or four ticks, or the equivalent of $50 in change of fluctuation from one price at uh, 4,500 to 4,501. That's $50 increment in terms of monetary value, but it's four ticks. For NASDAQ, it's usually, uh, we'll, we'll just say 15,800 to 15,801. That's one handle or four ticks. For a mini, that's $20 in a NASDAQ. So a micro, for S&P micro, is going to be $5 per point. And you're thinking, what the hell? Well, it's equivalent to a Dow futures. You're just chopping it down from 50 to $5. I can't make money. Man, you can make your whole fucking career income right now trading just one micro. So if I hear any of this shit on Twitter, if I see any goober on YouTube, you're going to have to be showing that you can't make money because I'm going to tell you right now, my son's about to do it. He's about to do this very thing with a micro, not even a mini. Okay, He's not even going to do Nowhere near what they say they're offering to you. You can trade up to five contracts. No. Does that mean you can trade five micros? No. $2,000 increments. That's what affords him one more micro. When can he trade a mini? 
Never. Because when he gets to $10,000, he's asking for all of his money. He's getting the fuck out of Dodge. Some of you already done the math. Okay, he can, he's got 2000 now. He can trade with one. And he gets the two. He can trade two. And no. He's not allowed to trade with one mini. He doesn't have the equity to support it. See, all these fucking clowns out there pretending to be gurus and mentors and teachers and this and that thing, they're absolutely gambling. That's why they don't have a large degree of profitable students. Everybody can come out here and have a whole bunch of people with certificates saying they got funded. That doesn't mean dick. How much money are you making? As in spendable money. How much money came out where you can go out and spend it? That's what really matters here. And I'm trying to get your mindset to understand that that part is the goal. Not getting a certificate. Well, that's wonderful. That's wonderful that you got to that point and you're funded. That's wonderful that you got a payout. But that's just one thing. That doesn't like you act like you retired from trading when you did that. And I'm not trying to talk down to you, but I'm making sure you understand. I'm talking to my son. I'm not trying to diminish your appreciation for your efforts. I know some of you have worked very, very hard, and you finally got funded, and you finally got a withdrawal. And that's wonderful, and I'm proud of you. But you're not, that's not it. If, that, if that's all you went into this, and many of you think that's all there is to it. That's, that's, that's the visibility point that you have. That's as far down the road you can see is your first payout. That's not a career. That's a one-night stand. Fuck that. You need to have a lifetime expectancy that's beyond your first payout. And truth be told, I guarantee you, none of you really thought about it like that until right now. Think about it. You just got to get a, a happy ending. You just got to feel good that you've done it. And then you will fall in love with trading. Then I'll really put my efforts in being organized. I just, I just got in so much oats, ICT. You know how it is. We got to sow our wild oats and get out there and have fun and, and really make a, a mess of things. And if we can come out profitable and dodge an STD, and it's wonderful. You know, it's great. Well, you can't, can't have that mindset. You can't have that mindset as a trader. You've got to be absolutely disciplined. So I'm forcing that on my son. These are his rules. $2,000. That means he's got one micro. For NASDAQ, that means he's going to make $2 or lose $2 per point or handle. A handle is four ticks. One point is four ticks. I use that term interchangeably. It means the same thing. So he cannot trade another micro until he makes $2,000. Wow, that's, that's a slow call. Yeah. Finding consistency, finding your way as an entrepreneur, a business-oriented mindset as a trader, it is a slow but steady pace. We're not gambling, okay? We're not out there trying to impress anybody. He is trying to work towards making his ends in this. It takes time. It takes time for you to understand what it is that you're supposed to be believing in yourself that you don't have to hurry up. You don't have to hurry up. But you do have to outpace that eight and a quarter percent. 
and that monthly fee if they go back to their regular charging. If they keep it at you know the 70% discount or whatever, it's still a percentage, but you're still paying something, and you have to outperform that and still see growth. So his scaling is this. He's going to shoot for for his um, NASDAQ minis. I'm sorry, micros, rather. He's going to look for 20 points risk. That means his stop loss can be 20 points. How much can he lose if his multiplier is $2 per point? 80 bucks. Let me ask you something. If you lost 80 bucks in your combine, would it shake you? No. Nope. But you don't think you're trading unless you're watching it go bananas. Several hundred points. I'm sorry, $700 up and down first minute or two in the trade because you're trading with the maximum lot that allows you. See, you're, you're looking at it for the excitement aspect. You need to be fucking boring. You need to be boring. When you watch the world, uh, world what is it? Uh, the poker World Cup. Do you ever see those players on the final table? Acting like they're on fucking cocaine, all hopped up. Hell no. They're dialed in. They're doing the shit that they know. They're following rules. Showing no emotion until the hand's done. And then, yeah, whew, okay, I, I played out well. I went all in. I got that. But then it, right back to what? Stone-faced, no emotion, play the cards. Play the player across the table. That's it. That's the rules. Push it when it's there. Dial back and fold it when it's not. Well, here, because he has no fucking control over himself, Dad said, you get to trade one micro contract. Well, guess what that does? If you looked at the math behind trading with one mini, okay, you have the plug pulled on you at $1,000 loss on a $50,000 funded account. So that means they, they step in, they intervene and say, okay, you've had enough fun for today. It's too much internet for you. And they stop you. That's wonderful. I would say um, that's actually a good thing because they're going to give you a second chance. Because chances are on the second day that you get re allowed to go in there and do it again, you're going to blow the account. Because number one, you're going to be mad. You're going to be impatient because that move that you really should have been a part of the day before when you were not in that direction, but you're going to convince yourself, oh, if I was really trading, if they wouldn't have stopped me, I would have – bullshit. You would have lost your account that day. You don't know how to trade. Most of you have no idea what you're doing, but you're trying to get out there and have a casino moment. And I'm not allowing for – I'm not building in the allowance for that in Cameron's model. So 80 bucks – is what he's trying to make. Eighty bucks of uh, seven hundred and thirty-eight dollars a month. That's a nice little bite out of that. What happens if you just made eighty dollars a day? You, the first, the, the person listening to this, that has a rent payment or a mortgage payment, 
or a car note that you knew damn well you shouldn't have bought that car. It was too much money for you to buy it, but you had to impress your friends. If you had $80 three times a week, what would that do for your finances? See, that's how I teach. I try to be a voice of reason so that we understand, number one, if you can get to that point and be consistent about it and not get juiced up on the emotions or lulled into with greed. Oh, man. I saw this guy on YouTube. Oh, my goodness, man. He just literally just did $10,000. I got to do that. Ask the guy to do $10,000 to show you the same account for six weeks. I'll wager that you're not seeing $10,000 growth on the same account. But you'll receive that because it's enticing. That enticement is a big selling point. Like if I was a piece of shit, I could literally market my ass and do all kinds of shit and make millions of dollars every week. That's not my motive. My motive is to teach people how to do this. And I do it for free. I'm giving you something that you don't have any entitlement to. My son's real approach that he's going to be going in and trade with. He's risking 40 bucks. To make 80. For NASDAQ, that's a really simple model. If you look at the silver bullet, which is his model, that's his trading model. I'm not hiding that from you. I'm not hiding it at all. I set up yesterday. If you look at your one-minute chart, this is the interactive part. If you're not able to look at the charts right now, if you're driving, just know that you know you can send yourself a tweet or send a tweet to me to make sure that this is what you're looking for. I'm sure somebody else is going to tweet a chart and show you the, the actual moment. But at 1 p.m., and 56 minutes after, so 1.56 p.m. New York local time yesterday, that very one-minute fair value gap was the 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. silver bullet. Your entry would have been in the 2.41 time, all New York local time. That model was right there. Some of you out there trying to teach my silver bullet on YouTube and in other places uh, – I did not say that the fair value gap forms in and only between 2 o'clock and 3 o'clock. You're trading a fair value gap between the time of 2 p.m. and 3 p.m. You're trading a silver bullet that's traded to between the hour of 10 a.m. and 11 a.m. for the a.m. session. You're trading a London session silver bullet between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. New York local time. You have three fucking chances to do this model when you get one you stop cameron stop you don't do another one you don't push it again you don't try to get more you stop if you have a losing trade you stop you don't try to get it back that day you stop you don't need top step to come in and say well you lost half your account because that's what you're doing you're losing half of your account And some of you are bitching. It's only $1,000. I got 50000 You got nothing. 
You have nothing. You have a facade. You have a fucking illusion that money's not there. But you don't see that you have to be stopped. That is a very good thing. It's a good thing to have that in place. But you're, 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 viewing, it, you're viewing it and seeing it as this is an obstacle. Well, it fucking is an obstacle if you're trying to trade with five minis. And you can only afford to lose $1,000. Let me tell you something. I'm fucking inner circle trader. If I'm trading five minis and I can only lose $1,000 or have drawdown at that point before I'm stopped out, I have to be really fucking dialed in. And look at this market right now. Look at it. It's funky. It's wonky. It's, it's got all kinds of little fucking shitty, quirky things that's going on in it. You have to be realistic, folks. And if this is all about making money, not dick measuring, this is how you make money. One fucking micro contract. And you can only trade one micro contract in addition to that when you make $2,000. So if you make $2,000 and you make another $2,000 after that, you have made what? You have $6,000 in play. 4,000 of it is realized gain. Now, at that point, you can trade with three micro contracts. So now you're trading with $6 per point on NASDAQ. So your scaling is your, your stop loss. Listen, listen, folks. How many trades could you have avoided being stopped out or being scared from holding anymore if you can afford to use a 20 handle or 20 point stop loss on NASDAQ and it only takes 40 bucks from you if you're wrong but you stand to make 80 bucks if you're right you got three silver bullets a day but I can't trade London okay find one that works but I can't do then you have to make changes in your personal life I can't fix every fucking thing these are the rules, okay? You have to bend to them. They don't fucking bend to you. That's what a trader does. The trader is a person that follows the rules, and the rules are there to fucking protect them on the long term. If you can't see that, you can't fucking trade. Period. I don't give a fuck who's telling you any otherwise. That's the reality. You have to have discipline. You have to have control. And the only way you forge those two things is to operate in the realm of having rules. And I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up your fucking asses and give you all roses and candy bars and say, it's going to be so easy. Look, you're never going to have to fucking worry about doing anything that's complicated. It's going to be hard. It's going to be fucking extremely hard. It's going to be hard for you to follow the rules. It's going to be hard for you to find a way for you to get in front of the fucking charts because guess what? A lot of you are afraid to just be wrong. Let me, let me tell you a story. We're not done talking about the model. <clears throat> and it's not ad revenue that I'm holding you here for. Remember, this is a Twitter space. I don't make a dick off of it. And I'm spending my Saturday with you. The other day, I was trading. I was short on uh, NASDAQ. And my youngest was sitting with me. And I said, look, you know, watch this. We're going to watch it go down below these relative equal lows. And it's going to draw down into that little area right here, pointing to the chart. And he goes, so but how, how are you making money, Dad, if it's going down? Aren't you losing money? I said, no, you can borrow somebody's thing and promise they're going to give it back. But you borrow it and sell it to somebody at a high price. 
and then you buy it back, just like if you buy a Pokemon card, okay? Because when he was a little bit younger, he was in Pokemon. I said, if you buy a Pokemon card or borrow a Pokemon card from someone, I say, hey, look, you know, can I borrow your Pikachu card? Okay, and I can only say that one because that's the only card I remember from him doing it all. But if you take a Pikachu, a Pikachu card and you borrow it from somebody and say, promise I'll give it back to you, but you know that somebody would be willing to pay you 100 bucks for that. You sell it to that person for 100 bucks, but you now owe a Pikachu card to that person still that you borrowed it from. Then you go and you wait until you can find somebody that will sell you another Pikachu card in equal or better condition, and you buy it from them cheaper. The difference between what you sold the one at $100 for and one you pay $50 for or whatever it was, you make the difference. Everybody's answered. They got what they wanted. You were just a middleman. So that was the analogy I had to use for my youngest son for not understand short selling. If someone would have told me that when I was trying to figure it out, it would have been so much easier for me. But I was afraid of short selling. But we were watching the marketplace, and I kept telling him, I said, look, it's going to go down. And every time it would run up, you know, 15 handles or something, he was like, Dad, aren't you scared right now? And I'm like, no, I want it to go up to this area over here because if it does, I'm going to sell one more. He goes, but how are you able to make money? If you sell it there, aren't you out? I said, no, I'm adding more. I'm adding one more. Every single time it does this, I'm adding one more. And I kept doing this on a one-minute chart, kept building it in, building it in, building it in. And we got down and ended up making almost $11,000. He's like, you made $11,000 in like – Less than an hour. I said, just about an hour, yeah. He goes, can you do that every day? I said, I can do more than this every single day. But there are days where I will try to do this, and I'll get hurt. And then I'll have to wait until the next part of the day. And then I'll do whatever I did in the morning. I'll do half of whatever I tried to do in terms of the size. So if daddy's trying to trade with 10 contracts, I'm only going to be able to do five. So that way, if I do take a loss... I can't lose the same amount of money that I lost in the morning. So I have to control the amount of exposure to the risk because if I offer the same amount or I make no approach to trying to stave off you know, big drawdown, which is where we lose money and the account just keeps dwindling down, you have to make plateaus in your drawdown and also control your rate of acceleration in profiting. What? Yeah. I teach you how to mitigate drawdown and keep it controlled. Every time you take a loss, you, you use half the leverage that you used the previous time. And then when you make 50% of that previous loss back, then you can go back to what that leverage was what you took the initial loss on. If you really want to be conservative, you have to make all of that loss back before you can go back to that previous amount of leverage. That's not sexy. Those videos and those lectures, even when I was in my private mentorship and then people were paying me, they did not like that. But you know what? The people that make money, hundreds of thousands of dollars, real money, not demo, not market replay bullshit reports from NinjaTrader, they use this protocol to control their drawdown. It's realistic. It's real world. Okay, Real money management concepts being employed there. But what you don't realize is… You don't know because you've never been profitable before for the folks that have never been profitable. I'm, I'm taking a great deal of liberty because, I'm, again, I'm my, in my mind, I'm speaking to my son, Cameron. So some of you to get your ass all bent out of shape, you think, oh, you're talking down to me. I'm talking to my fucking son. You don't like it? Get the fuck out of here. You don't know what it feels like to be profitable. It's like a fucking drug. 
that you've never had before. And you want it as soon as you get it in that 30 second, 20 second initial, like your body will be vibrating that you did something that you made money and you didn't have to work for it. All you do is push a couple buttons and now all of a sudden that account shows that you've made money and you start doing the math on it. Man, if I did this every hour, every day, you're not fucking trading like that, okay? But that's the kind of dumb shit I started doing when I was doing the bond market. In 1993, when I sat down, I started trading bonds. And I was like, you know what? You know, I'm going to try to make $1,000 a month. And then all of a sudden, I'm making half of a point in one trade with one contract. That's 500 bucks. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I just did this this morning, and it's not even the end of the day. It's not even lunchtime. I don't even make this fucking much money. Gross on my job. And you start thinking to yourself, man, if I could do this every hour, that's bullshit. But that's naive mentality. And that naivete is going to be exasperated when you get into profitable trading because you've never been there before. And when you get there and you start winning and you finding consistency, it doesn't need to be a lot of money. The fact that you're making money, that first buzz that you get off of it when you get out of your first profitable trade that you follow the rules with, the natural impulse and tendency is I'm going to get in there and find another one. I don't believe it. That was just luck. That, that's the very moment where you have to stop, Cameron. You have to stop. You did your job that day. You're done. You're fucking done. You made more than you would have made at your coffee fucking job. And you didn't do dick. Why do you have to insist on doing more? It's just in your head that you have to do that. You are feeling the emotions. That's all. You're all hopped up on fucking goofballs. Okay? And you're coming off of it real fast. That's what it's like to be a trader. But the ones that are in control of themselves, the ones that are consistently profitable, they are the ones that manage that impulsiveness, that drug, that addiction, that feel good. I did it. I beat this fucking trade. I won it. And it did exactly what my model said it was going to do. It feels so good. That small little time that you were spending in that little profitable universe immediately – fades away when you look around your right where you were signing back in here give me a heads up give me a five by five if you hear me any one of you you can tweet to me give me a five by five if you hear me Can you hear me? Thank you very much. I'm not sure why it disconnected me, but it disconnected me. But we're back. So you have no idea what it feels like to have that profitable state of mind. And because you've never been there before and it feels really good, you're going to want to do it again. And that's exactly what Cameron was doing on the days that he made when he made a profit. He wasn't satisfied, and he was trading with more than one mini, over-leveraging. So you have to forge this discipline. You have to have this 
control over yourself and your emotions. And there is no book. There is no fucking mentor. There is no work at all out there. And there never will be that answers this enigma that everybody has to go through. You have to experience it. If you've never been there and you've never made a profitable trade with real money, what I'm talking to you sounds like another language you've never learned. It's, it's not, there's no point in trying to arm wrestle it because you don't know what it feels like until you experience it. But give me a number one. To send a, a tweet to me with a number one. If you, when you first had a profitable trade with a real account, the feeling that you had, it's, it it's, doesn't matter how much money it was, but the feeling of accomplishment, how fast that faded and you wanted to go back in again. Even when you knew there was nothing in the fucking charts to make you take a trade. Because that feeling of accomplishment is what you're, you're that's what you're really trading for. That can't be why you're trading. That, that cannot be the sole reason why you're trading. The only reason, okay, if you like to take notes while you're listening to me, this is what you're writing this down, okay? The only reason why you're trading is to make fucking money. Not anything else. It's to make money. And the first rule of making that money is keeping what you have. Cameron's already proven. He's an amazing drawdown artist he's an amazing account liquidator amazing much like some of you now that's an accomplishment that can be changed and turned on its head but you have to make allowances for it by changing and replacing bad habits the first and foremost is impatience he can only execute between 10 and 11 he can only execute between two and three o'clock and chances of him trading London, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> yeah, man. But the point is this. He has two opportunities where he can take a trade. And he's looking to take a trade with the NASDAQ. Mini, no. Micro, yes. Now, there's going to be some discrepancies. If you look at the uh, comparison between the price delivery on the micro and the mini, uh, they don't always deliver mark to market. And here's a little tip for you, for the folks that like to stay in these. And I don't ever like to give you the good stuff at the beginning because I don't cater to lazy fucks. So if you compare and contrast the micro to the mini, many times you're going to find there's an S&T divergence. When they run against the micro, there's always going to be some kind of exaggerated move in the micro contract versus the mini because most people are trading the micro because they can't afford the, the whipsaw and volatility that the mini offers. So they think, okay, well, it's easier for me to get in here and just trade the micro. But you have to have a larger stop loss. That's why it's 20 handles for the folks. Why has it got to be such a large stop loss? You can do this. You can do that. Right. But you're trading the micro, and they can be a little bit more exaggerated. So that's why I'm building in that buffer. 20 handles for a stop loss. Always. But what if you can do it? It's 20 fucking handles. Okay. Why are you going to ask me? That's exactly what you're thinking right now. But what are the times when you can make it? It's a 20-handle stop loss. That's the rules. You don't want to listen to it? Go do something else. Cameron has to use a 20-handle stop loss. He's using the micro. It's a little bit more volatile when there's a major shift in, in 
price delivery. Don't take my word for it. Just compare and contrast the one-minute chart on the micro and mini, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, sometimes you'll see that the micro makes a lower low than the mini does. And this is because it's coded that way. I know the folks don't believe there's an algorithm, but he's going to try to make 40 handles. So he's doing two to one. You don't need to do the math on all this bullshit that people write these books about. Oh, you need to, you need to have this. I can make money and he can make money and you can make money with a one to one ratio. And I don't give a fuck what anybody says, okay? Because you don't know what you're doing when you first start. And these jokers that write books and courses and horse shit, they're not making profitable trades either. And here's the thing. All these are multiple setups. You have to have five to one. I teach that as a, a thought process, and you'll see that in the core content lessons of my mentorship videos I put on my YouTube channel. Stop sending me requests to join my private mentorship because I don't do that anymore, and I put the lessons up on the YouTube channel for free. Go and fucking join them. Learn from it, study it, and it is what it is. Stop buying people. Stop paying people to learn what I've made available for free. You're getting it right from the source, and I'm ongoing teaching right here, again, for free. But the uh, the multiples that people say you have to have or you're going to lose, for instance, you've got to have three to one minimum or your risk of ruin is this, that, and anything. Because they argue that you have to have that type of ratio in your trading where you risk $1 to make $3 minimum. If you can't do that, don't take the trade. Okay. That's a religion. Okay. They say I'm a cult leader and I'm running a cult here. I'm going to turn this shit around on you. If you think that you have to have a three to one to make money, you're a fucking clown. Okay. Because what you're saying is you're ignoring the idea that you know or don't know the outcome of the next series of five trades. Even with that three to one, you're assuming that you can't have a fucking losing streak of 10 trades. Think about it. When I was coming up, I had that. And I had a model that worked. Because I was trying to push the button more times than I should have. That's the part. That's the, that's the thing. That's the real troll in your trading. The impulsiveness. The times that you want to push it faster than it really is in the chart. That's where the real work is, and that means knowing where the price is going. Why should it behave that time? That's why I have time aspects to my trading. I cut out all the bullshit, and like I was showing you the other day with the FMC rate announcement thing, why don't I trade those days? Why don't I tell my students to trade those days? Because the, the absence of precision, how much plainer it is need to be, they're highly manipulated at that time. Just like non-farm payroll, just like CPI, you know these big events are highly manipulated. So there's manual intervention, and you can't trust your chart. I don't trust mine. So you have to wait for that initial sandstorm to pass, and then go in there and do your business. But you don't think that way until you've been burned lots of times and lose money. But once you have learned how to keep that from happening again and the effects of having lost money, you will appreciate sound logic and rules. I don't have a, a problem with rules. I'm a, I'm a rule-based, principle-based thinker. I have protocols, procedures. I have a routine that I follow. Uh, there's, a, there's a method behind my madness. Even though it may seem like it's scatterbrained, 
I know exactly what the fuck I'm doing when I'm doing it and many times weeks and months before I even do it. Do you have to be that fanatical about it? No. So to remove all the bullshit that people say about me and what I teach, I have literally gave you a 60-minute interval three times a day where you can look for a setup. The setup requires you to know where the draw and liquidity is. You don't even need to know the bias on the day. Like you don't need that. Just look at where we have come prior to that time. Is it more likely because we've been going up? Who's profitable? The longs. Okay. Is there a relative equal lows? Is there a singular low that hasn't been traded to yet? Because even if the day is going to be higher, they're likely to see it do what? Retrace, run some stops, and then accumulate those sell stops and go long. Smart money would be long, and it would run the daily range higher, even still. Like, you don't need a bias. But to help you understand to be principally oriented, have a rule-based idea, you should be focusing on developing a bias. Because there's going to be days where you don't want to trade. You don't want to trade. And I teach you that. They're very generic days. They're not hiding from you. And when I talk about it on Twitter, oh, this is a day I'm not really excited about, or you know, this, is the, this is something I wouldn't touch. Otherwise, it's very static days. Days right before non-farm payroll, any FOMC day. Don't trade ahead of CPI, but after CPI, you can trade it. I mean, it, it's, it's not rocket science. But many of you don't want to be told, don't do this. And many of you don't like to be told what to do. You come here, you listen to me talk, you talk about trading, you teach, you give things, you got students that are making real fucking money, you're showing executions that prove the concept, but you don't want to listen to the logic I share. Cameron. <laughs> I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why even fucking listen to me at all? Why? If you're not going to do anything with the information and follow the rules I'm laying down, what else are you going to do? I mean, think. The details, if you study them, you will see the method works. If you take a losing trade, guess what it does? The minimum. I lost 40 bucks. Really? Well, that's, that's like fucking two pizzas today. Two pizzas. Yes. Your stop loss is five handles to make ten handles. This model is slated and slanted a little bit heavier towards NASDAQ trading. What distinguishes the time when he would trade NASDAQ or ES? The market structure that's in the chart on a one-minute basis. That's it. What does that mean? If he wants to go long on a fair value gap, say between 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock, his rules state that if he sees the NASDAQ as the one-minute chart forms and runs up into that, if he's seeing higher lows compared to a series of candles – and I'm not talking about an institutional price swing – you know what that is if you've gone through my core content. Just in the actual candlesticks themselves, if you're seeing candles make lower lows, even though they're going higher, 
in ES, but not seeing it in NASDAQ, order flow stronger on the buy side in NASDAQ. So when he trades down into a fair value gap, he will trade NASDAQ, not ES. Very simple filter. That's not SMT. You're looking at the individual order flow on candle by candlestick basis. Ahead of the decline down into a fair value gap that he would be going long. The entry will form between 10 and 11 o'clock. The fair value gap can exist to the left prior to 10 o'clock in the morning. Same thing applies to the 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock afternoon silver bullet. If the trade idea, if the fair value gap cannot yield, if it doesn't have it in the framework to allow for 40 handles from its entry to the draw on liquidity that you think is the next probable draw, where it's going to go to, you don't take the trade. Now, you have no fucking excuses. You have zero excuses. You have rules. You have limitations placed on you. The money manager aspect is absolutely in fucking iron now. You cannot erase it. It's what it is. You can only trade one micro for every $2,000 in equity. Right now, zero equity when you start that funded account, you have a $2,000 account. You can only afford to trade one micro. When you earn... $2,000, then you can do a second micro. That means your point multiplier for every handle move fluctuation up and down will now be only worth $4. But it's not going to get me money real fast. That's the fucking point. That is the reason why you're fucking broke and you can't make money. You're trying to do something that you can't do yet. Trade larger. It's not about fucking size. It's about quality. The quality of trade setup and the quality of execution and the quality of risk management. That's the fucking game here, okay? That's what everybody that's making money is doing. They're not telling you to fucking trade with 15 contracts. They're not telling you to trade with five contracts to do it better for you. It's there so you can blow the fuck out and pay reset fees because there's a lot of fucking students that I'm going to be making over this, this year that's going to be coming for fucking payouts, and they need that money. And it's every funded account company out there. I'm not slighting them for fucking making the money. Hey, that's a, that's a great model. Huge fucking potential to be profitable because the Statistics state that you're fucking 90%. You're getting paid. <laughs> and then you might have this aberration once in a while. We have to pay out to somebody. Wonderful. And it's under the guise that you're helping. It's even better. But let's be real. Okay. Let's call a spade a spade. This is what it is. You're paying an interest payment of 8% a month on money that doesn't exist, whether you trade or not. And capitalizing on the likelihood that most people, most, and I mean like 98%, don't have any financial literacy whatsoever. They don't have any risk management appreciation whatsoever, and they have zero fucking self-control. And I'm bipolar, but I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm not in there fucking doing Mickey Mouse money management. If you see me taking six trades, I'm sorry, six contracts, four contracts, in a partial entry on a pyramid, 
I can afford to do those types of trades. You don't see me out there doing 50 fucking contracts of gold and 50 contracts when it moves one more tick away from the price and 50 contracts more on a fucking fake-ass MT4 bullshit. At some point, you're going to have to listen to somebody that's talking real shit, real stuff, real world stuff. Can you get rich with this model? Yes, you fucking can. But you have to start where you're starting. And you can't start thinking that you have a $50,000 account when you don't. You can't start with a $100,000 funded account thinking you have $100,000. You're not starting with $100,000. You're starting with $3,000. You have $150,000. I'm funded, baby. I'm funded with $150,000. No, you're fucking not. You have the demo of $4,500. You know what it's like with a demo account. You can trade 25 contracts. <laughs> Your broker would not allow it. But hey, it's fun, right? Well, these companies promise to be able to pay you up to 90% if you're right and you're in that funded account. Wonderful. I don't give a fuck what the parameters are, how many days you could be profitable. The intention is he's getting one withdrawal. That's it. And it's the one where he closes the account and we're done. That's how it's going to roll. Because the intentions are he wants to do this with his own money. Wonderful. When you get it out of this, you're going to put it into a real brokerage account. And then the real fucking fun starts. But he has less than $1,000 a month in expenses. His ends are literally less than $740 a month. That's not going to stay that way. In four years, it won't be that, right? When he has his girlfriend coming home from college and whatever life changes he's implemented to get himself in a, uh, more of an adult-minded you know, position to be with her you know, in a more formal way. He has to put the work in. And you can't think that less than $1,000 is practical for an adult living with someone else especially someone that's going to be a professional in the working you know, community as a veterinarian, assuming that she's successful at it. <clears throat> so maybe uh, you didn't give it any thought, but what happens if he loses? Say he gets up to the point where he can trade now two micro accounts or micro contracts rather. And he's trading with $4 per point in the NASDAQ. But then he drops below that $4,000 cushion of his initial $2,000 in the account, but only $2,000 in equity that he's made. So let's put it in perspective. It would look like this in your combine or profitable account, $52,000. As long as the $52,000 is showing on the account, he can trade two micro contracts. If he dips down and closes a trade, whether by stop loss or – physically manually closing it and it's below 52,000 he has to trade one micro until he gets back to 52,000 then when it gets to 54,000 he can trade with three micro contracts if he drops below 54,000 he drops down to two micro contracts that's the rules but he can't I don't give a fuck what he can and can't in your mind. I already know 
As long as he listens, he will. Can't ain't even fucking part of this. I've already entered the chat. ICT is in this now. The boy's getting where he's got to get. Either by a boot in his ass, or it's going to be a little bit longer duration, but he's not working the rest of his life. Okay? I'm going to see to that. He's done it wrong. Wonderful. Now he's got fucking scar tissue. If I'm going to be a good mentor, if I'm a good mentor, you know, I'm a good dad or whatever you want to call it, you know, he won't be working. <laughs> okay? That's how I'm looking at it. But I need him to have a mind shift. Change. Where it changes the way he views things. Because in his mind, as long as he's got money to afford a new reset, he's not going to quit. At some point, how many are you going to do before you're like, this is fucking stupid? In my mind, it was way past that. Way, way, way past that. But all of you out there that are trying to trade, and you're trying to trade with mini contracts or multiple mini contracts, and you're thinking, I'm doing this right. This is so great. What you're experiencing is over-leveraged luck. That's what, the, that's what that is. And that shit ends abruptly. And the harm that you do to yourself, psychologically and emotionally, when it happens, it's so hard to work through. What do I mean by that? Well, when you're trading, and you're trading with big money, number one, it's stressful as shit. Extremely stressful. You can't tell me that you're focusing on price action or your model while you're in that trade that's over leveraged. You're watching the value of profit and loss tick. That's what you're really watching. And every time it ticks up $1,000 more, $1,500 more, $2,000 more because you're over leveraged, you're buzzing. And every time it ticks against you $1,000, when it's such an insignificant fluctuation in actual price movement, you're trying to talk yourself out of closing the trade. And that's not following your model. If you weren't over leveraged, you wouldn't even be feeling that impulsiveness to want to close the trade or fear. Oh, better close it now. Oh, you know, if I don't close this trade, then you know, you know it's going to turn back on me. Or, oh, if I, if I close the trade, I know it's going to keep running. That's the testimony of someone that's absolutely fucking gambling and over leveraging. They're literally telling on themselves. If that outside language and, and dialogue is occurring and you hear them, okay, if you hear them saying it, you watch them, some of them are on YouTube doing it, when they do that, they are literally removing all fucking doubt that they're gambling, they have no fucking control of themselves, and they're over leveraged to the fucking gills. That is not a fucking sound trader. That is a gambler. That's the equivalent of the person that goes maybe once or twice a year, flies out on comps to Las Vegas, and loses more money, but swears up and down they had a great fucking time. Thank you for not losing using any lube on me. I'll be back next year. Make sure you give me another free rental room. I'm going to come here with more money next year. Great time in Las Vegas. <laughs> they say everything in Las Vegas stays in Las Vegas. That mindset needs to fucking stay there. And don't go back out there. Do something where they have the odds in your favor because that shit ain't it. In trading, some of you are treating – you're trading just like Las Vegas. Well, you know <laughs> – 
all I got to do is reset. Now, eventually, I'm going to get that 15 contracts and hold for a 100-point move. It's going to happen. The fuck it's going to happen. Okay, It's not going to happen because everything you're doing is going to ensure that it doesn't. You're increasing the amount of adrenaline and cortisol pulsating through your body while you're watching something with the hopes that you don't fail. When if you would have traded with the proper leverage, it doesn't fucking matter if it turns on you. You're, st- you're trading the statistical probabilities of that setup forming and following suit to the rules and the model's expectations. That's what you're doing as a trader. The money is the least important fucking thing. The only time money is important is when it's time to pay your quarterly fucking taxes or when you settle with Uncle Sam at the end of the fucking year. And you better be on fucking time with it. Then after that, once that part's done, then you can glory and gloat about what you fucking made. Because until that man's fucking paid, you ain't made shit. You ain't done nothing. You've done nothing. One week, one day, one month ain't shit. It's nothing. That's nothing. And the only way that you're going to forge the mindset that takes you out of the working class hero bullshit the fuck everybody, everybody that's working is on the plantation. You're all fucking slaves. And I used to be a slave too. And the only way you get the fuck off that plantation is to run your own show, your own business. And this is one avenue. It doesn't mean it's gonna work for everybody, but this is one bastion that still exists where you can get yourself up out of that. But you need to stop thinking, I'm gonna be rich overnight. I'm going to build up $2 million or four fucking million dollars in funded account challenges, and I'm going to be funded, and I'm going to do this and do that. Listen, I have students that do that, okay? Even they, if they use what I'm talking about today, their trading will be a lot less impulsive. They'll be more consistently profitable. They won't have the tug of wars that's occurring inside of them. They got to live up to expectations because they made everything they're doing public. So-and-so said he's $4 million funded. He should be $8 million by now. <laughs> Don't do those things. You're literally making it harder than it needs to be. Trading already for a new startup, for a person that's beginning, this is one of the hardest things that exists. Like it's very fucking hard. It's hard. But it's beatable. And you have to do everything opposite to what you think this industry Tells you you should do. Try to get money real fast. Try to get rich real quick. Try to over leverage. You only make money with big positions. You can't get rich trading small. Bullshit. These are fucking people that are working two fucking jobs. Hoping you're going to buy their bullshit online. So they don't have to fucking work their second part-time job. Because they sure as fuck ain't making it in the fucking market. Where are the fucking results? Just getting a funded certificate is nothing. You can't fucking buy groceries with that. You can't fill your gas tank with it. You can't make your ends meet with that. You have to have visibility past that. And so many of you young folks are only seeing just that. And you think something magical is going to happen when you get to that funded account. You know it is. It's going to be fucking funny. Something magically happens. Your give a fuck is going to go through the fucking roof because now you're going to be scared shitless. About every trade you take. Because the combine is, oh, I'll just reset it, reset, reset. Now, no, 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 no. No. Because now at the funded level, it's not just reset that bitch. It's, oh, I got to reset, get the combine done, and then go back into that funded account position all over again. 
And you, chances are, if you're learning anything from all that, it's next to nothing. Because you haven't controlled yourself. You have not presented a rule-based routine, a protocol that you have to follow. And the number one thing that you have to do is remove the interest in making a lot of money fast. Everybody fucking blows it doing that. That's the surefire fucking guaranteed approach that you're going to blow your shit, blow your account, fail as a fucking trader when you're trying to push too fucking hard too fast. You're telling tell me. You're telling me. Some guy walks up to you every fucking week, gives you 80 bucks three times a fucking week. You're going to give that guy a middle finger and say, fuck you, man. Don't you ever come up to me again and give me that fucking $80. I just gave that to you here. I just told you exactly how to beat the shit out of these funded accounts. Every, every company out there. But it's going to take – I got to pay monthly pay. You're paying fucking bills, folks, okay? You're going to – I'm fucking rich. I'm fucking loaded out the fucking ass with money. And guess what I still have every month? People holding their hands out. Yeah, you owe me $1,600 for this. You owe me $5,000 for that. You owe me fucking $6,000 for that. I got bills. I got bigger fucking bills than all of you. But I still have them. Living like this costs. More money, more problems. But bills are going to be paid. They have to get paid. Guess what? When you trade with a real brokerage account, guess what you're paying? You're paying fees and you're paying commissions. What do you think is going to happen when you start trading with a real account and you want to trade successfully and you're trading five, 600 contracts a month? Your commission bill is going to be fucking ridiculous if you just simply focus on that. Oh, I can't do this. This is this is cutting into my own uh, my 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 P and L. Of course it is. But if you learn how to fucking trade, it won't matter. You'll outpace all that stuff. That's the whole point of me teaching you. I teach and have taught how to outpace inflation. I teach and I have taught students how to make money, and you have seen them. You have seen them come forward with their evidence, their proof. You are next. Stop worrying about the next student that's going to be interviewed by me. You are the one. You're the fucking next one. You're it. But you want to turn this into a fucking spectacle where I want to entertain myself and watch vicariously from afar. I want to see what everybody else is doing because I'm too chicken shit to get out there and do what's required to do it myself. And the whole time, you're working with fucking Carl. Come Monday, you're doing the same fucking shit making the same Mickey Mouse fucking wages and never changing shit because you're too fucking stubborn. You're too fucking stubborn. You don't want to listen. You don't want to listen. And what have you shown for yourself by doing that? Square one, baby. You're still there. It's time to pull up the tent stakes, pack the fucking tent, move on down the road and, and pitch a tent further, closer towards your fucking goals. That coffee shop fucking job, that is a fucking embarrassment. You should look at that and say, you know what? I'm 18 now. I'm making a change. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Dad said do this, and dad said don't do that. I'm going to stay in those lines. I want to be able to say, dad, it worked, or if it didn't work, dad, you didn't do it right, and I failed because you told me to do this. That's exactly what I gave him. I gave him that fucking power. He personally doesn't fail. I do. 
So where's the fucking complication here? None. It's all on me. I'm 50 years old, about to be 51, two weeks. Spinal compression injuries, but my back is strong enough. I can carry all of you, okay? I can carry all of you, but you have to listen. You have to fucking listen. If you don't listen, if you don't have these rule-based ideas, controlling expectations, how fast you make money can ruin you. Meteoric rises in equity increases absolutely can fucking crush you. What the hell did you just say? Yep. When people get into large sums of money, okay, and I'm going to give you an uh, experience when I was a younger guy. I came from a very, very, very low-income family, and I'm talking fucking low-income. But I didn't feel like I was from a low-income family because we didn't measure things on the basis of money. We were a family, dysfunctional, you know, a lot of drunks and alcoholics in my family, which was the reason why I don't drink and I don't do those types of things because I watched what it did to their lives. And I was taking note. Like I said, I was a journaler, okay, and I wrote all this shit down as a kid, and it made a great impact on me. So I saw what unsuccessful living looks like, and I wasn't going to do those things. I didn't need anybody to say, hey, you know, your family's full of fucking failures, and uh, if you do what they're doing, you shouldn't expect to see much better. I didn't need that. I was fucking aware. Okay? I wasn't inebriated. I wasn't medicated where I didn't notice the obvious. But everybody else in my family got caught up in that shit. So I don't have a problem with someone telling me, do this, don't do that, if they're doing better than me. I don't have a problem with that. I actually coveted that as a young man. I was looking for a mentor. I was looking for someone outside of books and VHS tapes and DVDs and whatever else I can get my hands on at the time. And 99.99999 fucking percent of all of it was absolute fucking bullshit. It never fucking made me money. Not one bit of that horse shit made any bit of money for me. When I took everything that they said, inverted it, and looked for specific times of the day where they would capitalize on that bullshit. Well, out comes Inner Circle Trader. Here I am. But I'm from a modest upbringing. I wasn't born with a silver spoon up my ass. But I appreciate risk. I... I am aware of what can be lost in a trade, more so than I'm trying to make. And when you look at viewerships of a specific person or a company or some kind of entity that is a trading expert or whatever it is, everybody has a, my, a hive mentality. They have a team mentality. Okay, So I, our community gets a lot of flack because, number one, I, I like in these presentations where I'm unorthodox and, and animated sometimes and dramatic and other times and just basically unstable. Um, I don't give a fuck what anybody's opinion of me is because I'll beat the shit out of them in the fucking market. I'll trade outside their fucking ass and literally run circles around them. That's why nobody's fucking doing shit and we're still here and we're closing the year and nobody actually fucking did it. Fuck you, Vinny. Your bullshit wasn't really there and if I'm still waiting. Let's go, baby, because I can still kick your fucking ass by the end of this fucking year. Let's bring it. But back to our regularly scheduled program. 
you have to have these rule-based ideas. You have to have them because if you have them, it removes all doubts about what it is you should be focusing on. How much money should you be risking? What happens if I have a loss? Nothing. You just take a loss. It was a tax. That's all it is. <laughs> when you're trading with a micro and you let that profit grow over time, you're allowing yourself, okay? You're allowing yourself to grow into new money. When I was younger, I didn't know what it was like to have money. I literally had no idea what it was like to have anything that would be considered good money. I worked menial, shitty-ass fucking jobs. The minimum wage threshold, that's where it was. Okay, and then you know, I started my studies for uh, computer science. And even then, I was doing a menial fucking job. I worked at a bookstore at the school. When students would come in, they would you know, purchase their books, or they would come in and redeem them for a credit to go towards something else. I worked in that setting. And guess what I was fucking doing at the time? Most of you would have been sitting on your fucking ass playing on your smartphones or whatever, but we didn't have a smartphone back then. But if it was given the opportunity today, that's what you would have been doing. Or you're listening to your headphones like the guy that would relieve me. And when I would end my shift, he would come on and he'd bring his little fucking Walkman in and be listening to his bullshit, whatever. He's a student just like I am. You know what I was fucking doing? I was in there reading the fucking books, taking notes in the fucking books. I didn't need to buy the fucking books. I'd read them already. I wrote down all the fucking notes that I needed to do, and boom. My GPA was fucking awesome because I took every advantage of the, of the, the immediate availability to what was available for resources, what was available to me in terms of time for studying. I didn't fuck around. And when I was younger, I was all in this. And the fruits of it is what you see today. Like I can literally go out there and do whatever the fuck I'm doing right now in any time frame. And it still will look like I'm doing it like I've always done. Because it's the same fucking thing. No matter what time frame, whatever fucking market, just don't ask me to do it in crypto because I won't do it. Or synthetic. What's it called? Synthetic indices. Somebody else. A lot of Africans ask me about that. I don't know what the fuck that is, but uh, I don't do anything with it. But crypto and, and that aside doesn't matter what market it is. Everything I'm teaching you, it works there, period. There's only certain aspects between Forex and futures that has a small, and I'm talking very, very small, marginal effect of time. And those being the very specific times of the day that certain setups will form. And I've already taught it. It's already in the YouTube videos. It's there, okay? So that's what he's going to be doing. It's very specific. It's time-oriented. It's running for liquidity. Where is the next draw of liquidity? He's going to capitalize on that. Um, he, he starts his analysis on a weekly chart. Where's the weekly candlestick likely to reach for? Oh, everything I've already taught you. I'm not hiding any of that. And then he's looking at the economic calendar. When there's going to be a high-impact news driver, he's expecting some manipulation based on that and still reach for the draw. So uh, he's using the economic calendar in that regard. But he's not taking any trades outside of 10 o'clock in the morning and 11. But what if it's 11 and 1? He ain't taking a fucking trade. 
What if this? What if it's trading into the fair value gap at nine fifty nine? He's not taking the fucking trade. He's got an answer to me. He's got an answer to me now. So, he has rules. He can't take a trade outside of two o'clock and three o'clock. That's it. If he makes money in the morning, he cannot. He's not allowed. He's not permitted to trade in the afternoon. If he doesn't find a setup in the morning, he can look for one in the afternoon. If he loses there, okay, he's not taking another trade. But what happens to another fair value gap? Forms between three o'clock end time and two o'clock, you know, the silver bullet window. He can't take the fucking trade. He has a loss. He eats it. But 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 shit. You if you want to be a failure, you do make your own fucking bullshit. Stop coming to me. Stop coming to other people. If you know everything, don't listen to people that are teaching. There's so many fucking know-it-alls in the comment sections. Oh, but you should just start a fucking YouTube channel. Trade. Do executions. Prove that you are somebody to listen to. Fuck your opinion. I don't give a shit. That's another reason why I can't wait to get out of here in fucking November. So many fucking idiots, man. But anyway. I covered a lot of stuff that uh, many of you probably heard before. But I gave you a very specific element of controlling risk. And yes, it does slow down your uh, your expectations of making the big money. Because like I mentioned, and it ain't going to make sense to you until you do it. When you have your first profitable trade or a series of profitable trades and you have your first profitable month. okay? When you close the month out and it's profitable and you start doing the math on that. And you say, okay, okay do I do that every month this year and every year going forward, assuming you're going to have that same rate of success. And you can't have that. Don't expect that in your mindset. Having You're going to do this every month. Don't do that. Okay, I believe in setting goals. I believe in doing all those types of things. But I tell you as a new trader, don't expect those types of things in the beginning. That's a couple years into your trading, a couple years. Do I think after a year to 18 months that someone can consistently do six month, uh, 6% per month? Absolutely. Absolutely. For the folks that have never done any – advanced math beyond rudimentary math or applied it to risk management. It doesn't matter how much you have at the start if you understand how to use compound interest. Compound interest in the hands of someone that's capable, all you have to do is find something that repeats, that's measurable, has a statistical probability of repeating more times than not in the future, and you have a fixed position in terms of how much money you can lose. Now, I'm saying that with quotations in the air with my fingers, okay? Because for purposes of CFTC regulations and required risk disclaimers that I can't show you here, past performance is not indicative of future results, and you can lose more than you have in your account. Putting that aside, because that's reality, you're opening yourself up to risk by having that specific number of handles of Stop loss. In my son's case, I told him his model needs to be 20 handles. That allows for a lot of wiggle room. On a one-minute chart, it, it gives you a lot of wiggle room. Because if your setup's really there, it's not going to fuck around and go against you when the fair value gets traded into. It's not going to rip through that bitch 20 handles and still go the other direction. That, that, that's not happening. Okay, That's not happening. 
and you only have one chance. So don't take my word for it. Go through the study of a 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock time interval and see how many times a fair value gap trades down to it and rips through it 20 handles and then comes back up and still goes inside of that hour. Remember, your, your execution has to be within 10 o'clock in the morning and 11 o'clock. Somebody's going to come in here. Oh, look at this here. It went back down to it at 11.15, so you're full of shit. Wrong. You didn't fucking listen. You can't follow rules. This is the reason why you're failing. Some of you don't need a dad. You need to have your ass You need to be grabbed by the fucking lapels and shook and say, listen. Listen to me. You are not paying attention. You're not listening to the videos. You're asking me fucking questions or pointing out things that I said in the first 10 fucking minutes. How on earth? How on earth do you expect to beat these fucking institutions that run this shit if you can't even pay attention to a fucking lecture? You have to block out all the bullshit. You got to get focused, dialed the fuck in. It's not going to happen overnight. It ain't going to be easy for a lot of you. But once you get this understanding, the work's over. You just have to implement it. But you got to have rules. You have to have rules. You have to stick to that rules of engagement. If you don't stick to it, you're going to fucking lose money, and you're going to lose money to the degree where you end up losing your account. And guess what happens then? You have a hard decision. Do you start all over again, or do you pack it in and say, it ain't for me? If you have done the work of trying to trade, okay? if you tried to study how to trade and you tried to trade with money before you were ready, and because you failed by trying to trade with real money, and you do not have minimum six months of consistency with a rule-based idea using what I've taught or anybody else's bullshit, and you're saying because you lost money with a real account, you're done, you're quitting, you're, you're not a fucking trader. You're doing the best thing for yourself. You're absolutely making the best decision for yourself. But if you have six months of real data where you followed a rule-based idea, you were managing risk, you're not in there fucking playing cowboy, you know, maximum leverage and trying to see what happens. Because when you do that maximum leverage shit, number one, you can't do that consistently with live funds and expect to survive it. You can't. Nobody can fucking do that as a new trader. You can't do it. You're not going to be the person that does it, okay? And trust me when I'm telling you, I'm telling you that with love and sincerity. I'm not trying to tell you you're fucking stupid or a moron. I'm saying that you literally are not equipped to do that because if you've never made money with maximum leverage – and you've never seen that kind of profit come into your hands, it literally causes you to go fucking stupid, like crazy. Like you think you see everything in a chart now and your impulsiveness and because you're hopped up. You know, that, when I say you're hopped up on goofballs, it's just a funny expression for me to explain to you that you've lost all sense of rational thinking. You have that – the feeling – if well, imagine you won the lottery. And it was the $750 million or $1 billion bullshit that they say that exists. And you won that. Try to describe what that might feel. You can't even come close to it because you're never going to be there. But the person that would be there, they're, they're, they're euphoric. They're out of their fucking mind. 
And that feeling, because you've never been there before, will make you think that you are better than you really are, and you're going to go in there and do the same thing. Again, when there ain't a setup. Somebody with a rule-based idea, a rule-based protocol to trading and assuming risk and managing that risk appropriately will say, I've done my executions. I've entered, uh, I've entered and ended the trade. I'm done. My rules say I can only do one setup. I don't give a fuck how much it runs. There's going to be all the people out there. Oh, but ICT saying you shouldn't do this. Listen, for the fucking people that say that shit, come forward with your fucking results. Okay, come forward with your fucking results because nobody's got time for your Mickey Mouse fucking opinions. I sure as fucking don't have the time for it. I got till November. I'm looking at my fucking watch here. We ain't got much fucking time. Bring your shit. Bring your fucking shit or remain silent because I'm done. I'm fucking done. I stayed a year longer on this fucking application on Twitter, longer than I wanted to be. Bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. You want to learn how to make money? Fine. Show up. Roll your fucking sleeves up, take notes, and listen. Do everything I say to do, and don't do the things I say not to do. Expect it to take a minimum of a year. Minimum. Because there's things that you have to practice. There's things that you have to look forward to and see if they pan out. If they don't pan out, what does that make you feel like as a trader? What does it give you in terms of impulsiveness? Does it make you feel like you got to do something to fix that problem? Do you feel uncomfortable about being wrong? Those are things that people don't realize until they go through it. But they put blinders on and say, fuck it. That doesn't really exist. I need to go into the next trade and over leverage. I need to refund my fucking shit. I got to reset my stuff. I got to go ahead and make the world believe I'm a good fucking trader. I got to show my stuff on the internet. I got to do a MyFX book because nobody believes that I'm making profits. Nobody gives a fuck if you're making profits. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a fuck that I'm making money. Nobody gives a shit. Why are you worrying about fucking shit that doesn't make any more fucking money for you? But you're increasing your fucking concern about shit that's going to have more negative impact than it's going to help you positively. I don't understand how many fucking people can have their heads so far up their own ass that they can't see that that's counterproductive. You'll do all that extracurricular bullshit that's going to hold you back and distract you from actually doing the work than simply doing 25% of the effort you're doing to do everything opposed to following instructions and then finding the success that you say doesn't fucking exist. It's asinine. I don't understand. I don't understand why so many fucking people drag their feet. It's for free. It's fucking proven it fucking works. It's proof. <laughs> Come on. Seriously, why the fuck are you waiting around? Get in there and start. Don't tinker with the fucking rules. Don't bring your bullshit. Gam is not part of this fucking discussion. Unless I talk about it. Unless it's part of the fucking issue and the model that's being exposed as far as this is the time you're going to trade. This is the time where if you don't have a trade in it, it's this time of the day, you cannot take a trade. I don't give a fuck if Anything happens after that. You can't trade. Period. That right there cancels about 75% of you. Well, I can't do it because, okay. I'm not going to stop fucking being me. I'm not going to stop living my life. I'm not going to stop being who I am because a certain percentage of my viewership can't do something. You said you can't. I didn't say you can't. You fucking said you can't. Because you said you can't, I fucking believe you. I absolutely believe that you can't do it. I believe you. 
You don't have to argue with me. You don't have to convince me. It's, it's a settled matter. You said you can't, therefore you can't. When you change your mind and say, I can, I believe you. You don't need to convince me. I absolutely have proof that you can. Before you get your proof, I already know you can. But I'm in a position where I don't need to be swayed. I don't need to, I don't need to prove shit to nobody else. The proof's already out there. And I'm inviting all of you to simply investigate it on your own, and that way you'll find it for yourself. And when you get it, even if it's the $80 win, $80 a couple times a week, you know what that does? That pays for your fucking groceries. Yeah. It pays for a car payment, maybe a cell phone bill in addition to that. And then what happens over time? Wow. You know, I'm really learning how to do this. I can now apply more effort and more equity. And then you compound that same cookie cutter approach that you've been doing with a micro account, micro contract. Now you're trading minis. And eventually dozens of them. And guess what happens then? Your frequency of trading drops. What did you say? Wait a minute, I've already got my calculator here, and I'm doing 50 contracts of NASDAQ at this, this, and I'm trying to do it Monday through Friday. And this motherfucker just came out and said, trade less. Trade less? Man, what is this guy on? I'm on the reality tip, because when you start making five figures a week, why the fuck are you going to push it? Live your life. Live it. Some of you, not all of you, some of you would find the very existence that's going to be absolutely phenomenal for you, and you don't have to make a million dollars a year. Many of you think that you have to be a millionaire every year over and over and over again, or you're not successful. That's bullshit. Because the person that finds their income and then a surplus income behind that outside of their job, and they no longer need their job and they fire their boss – I'm going to tell you, that's a person that's walking on fucking clouds right now. They're absolutely comfortable inside their own skin. And they're not the ones out here trying to prove it to anybody because they don't give a fuck. They have got a lifestyle now that they are not plugging into social media, which is 90% of horseshit and fucking negativity. They're not giving a fuck if somebody doesn't believe. You think they care who doesn't believe that they're doing what they're doing? They don't, even know, they don't even know these people exist that doubt what they do. <laughs> they don't give a shit. And that's how I've been. And I'm going back to that in November. I don't give a fuck who doesn't like me, who doesn't believe in me. Who I don't give a shit. But I have left my fucking legacy in this fucking industry. And you can do whatever you want to do with it. You want to shoot holes through it? Okay, come with the data. You want to come here and say, well, it wasn't as good as you thought it was. Okay, well, show us what you did and how you fucking failed at it. What did you do? Where and how did you use the information? I guarantee you did it wrong. But I took notes. I see here's five pages of some scribbly ass bullshit. I took notes. It's like my son. Dad, do I have to watch all these fucking videos? What the fuck did you just say to me? What did you just say to me? Well, I was just, I was just asking. You were just what? You were just what? The whole fucking reason why I'm making these fucking videos is for you and your brothers. I don't need to do these fucking videos. 
I'm doing it in case something ever happens to me. My mindset, the, the things that I codified are actually accessible to you. You won't even understand my fucking journals unless you listen to this shit. So it's in, it's in the youth. It's not, you know, my, my son's not even exempt from it. It's just everybody wants it easy. And truth be told, if I believed that it was an easier way, you know, um, when I was younger, because I, I already knew it was going to be hard. Like I knew it was going to be hard. And that's why I said, I, you know, I'm going to give myself 20 years. I'm going to give myself 20 years because it's going to take a long time, you know, making money, lose money. And I'm going to probably mess it up here and there. And I'm just, I just think that if I get to when I'm 40 and I have a million dollars in the bank, I'm set. Now, mind you, I'm thinking I have a house that need to be a big house like this one. It just needs to be a house and a car or two. And maybe I have a dog and I have a wife and some kids or whatever. And I'm comfortable. I'm not trying to live above my means. I just don't want to have to work when I'm 40 years old into the grave. That was my that was my plan. That was my goal for myself. It wasn't get rich. It wasn't drive Lamborghinis. It wasn't any of that stuff. It wasn't a jet set life. It was just being able to do whatever I wanted to do when I wanted to do it and not have to worry about am I going to be able to make my bills if I spend that money? Because I didn't come from rich I didn't come from that. And when you start making money and in the visibility of being able to make more money that wasn't available to you, like your mind is, is, is closed to that. As much as you want to say, I can see myself, you, you're saying you would like that, but you can't really see it. Because if you can see it, if you really could see it, nothing's holding you fucking back. Not anybody that's doubting you and your family or your friend circle and anybody online. None of that shit's going to be an impediment. Nothing's going to slow you down. You're not going to hear the bullshit that anybody's going to say about it. And that's exactly what I felt when I was 20. November 5th, 1992 at 9 p.m. on a Thursday evening, I cracked that book open. And when I was done reading it, you're probably asking for the first time if you're listening for the first time. What book were you reading? It was some piece of shit book written by Ken Roberts. Um, I spent too much money on. It was supposed to be a course on commodity trading. And it was really just an uh, introduction, very, very oversimplification of something that would have otherwise uh, been useless to anyone. But some people have made money with it. And it was just one of those things where they got lucky. You know, it was a big move. And he taught long-term daily chart trading where you hold on to a position for weeks and maybe a couple months, which that doesn't fit me. But when I finished that book, I had a new appreciation for money, number one. And two, it gave me an exit. Because at that moment, I was thinking, I really want to be able to use my education and be a systems analyst and basically work with programmers and work for companies that you know they have a a function they need done and work with an IT group and say, okay, this is what they need and we gotta go through and make, make this for this company. So that was that was what I wanted to do. And I no longer wanted to do that. November fifth, nineteen ninety two, at eleven thirty. 
I was literally excited about something I barely knew anything about. And how many times my uncle brought it up when I was a younger teenager. You know, I was 14, 15, 16 years old every Sunday. You know, richest people in the world trade futures and options, Michael. Like I was being conditioned. I was being primed. So I know the Lord had this for me. Like he, he, he had every intentions of me being who I am. The failures I've had is where I've allowed my instabilities. Somebody that's bipolar. You know, I, I don't always come across in an articulate manner. Sometimes I use language that isn't very, well, easy on the ears. And I'll swing from one way to the other. But there's no denying that what he's laid in my hands is absolutely the closest thing to a holy grail than there's ever been. The problem is you're going to want to use it more times than you should. It's kind of like when you're a teenager and you discovered sex for the first time. You know, you, you, man, I, I, that was great. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. And some of you men still feel that way. <laughs> maybe, maybe the ladies too, but you have to have a time and place to do it. And you have to be able to use protection. Okay. Otherwise you're going to multiply losing trades and nobody wants a lot of unwanted children that the broken family will many times victimize. And I was from a fractured family. So I, I grew up in this world with a chip on my shoulder. I wanted to prove that even though my parents didn't want anything to do with me, I'm going to make them regret that. Even still today, they don't give a fuck. Like you would think, hey, Michael, this is crazy what you were able to do. Wow. Not one thing. Like that. Nothing like that. But they both had their hand out for money, though. My son has the best, the best fucking cheerleader he would ever fucking have. Because I've been where all of you are and less than. I've been homeless. I was sleeping in a Mustang with my oldest son laying in the front seat, no car seat. I was broke. Broke. Filed bankruptcy in 1998 just to fucking go into a courtroom to tell his mother, I don't have any money. That's the extent I was willing to go. My son, who this whole presentation was about and circled around, doesn't have that problem. He has someone that is absolutely available all the time, wants to absolutely spend every waking fucking minute building him up. I don't know any of you. And Alex, by the way, I have no availability to go to Miami. I appreciate your invite. I did get your email, uh, but I'm also reminding everyone, I am not trying to be a celebrity. I don't want to go on people's shows. I don't want to, I had people calling me literally wanting to be on talk shows. I don't want to be on any of that stuff. I don't want to be none of that stuff. I don't want to be a celebrity. If I wanted that shit, I wouldn't be leaving in November. I'm anticipating with a great deal of excitement, my leaving of social media in November. So I want you to understand, it's not a knock against you, Alex. I'm very proud of what you've been able to do, but I, I don't want to be in that setting. I'm uncomfortable with it. I don't want to have that type of climate around me and I'll be watching whatever you, you do and, and with a great deal of pride in what you've been able to accomplish.
but I don't want to, uh, I don't want to waste more time away from my kids because I have a little bit of interest in, in the trading aspect on two of them right now. And because of that, my third, my youngest is now asking me questions. So he spent time with me in three days and we were watching price and he actually watched me live, you know, live trade it real money, by the way, by the way, not demo. So, um, that inspired him. So I really want to take the advantages of not having all of this time invested in all of you, which I have absolutely enjoyed. I've loved it. I've loved being able to share this with you. I've loved the time spent with all of you. I've loved to see the results that some of you actually went out and did what I told you to do. And you're amazing, amazing results. A lot of you are still shy. And I'm sure once I'm gone, um, there'll be a, a void there where people will say, well, you know, this is where I'm coming out. And I'm, I'm going to show everybody this and this is what I've done. And that's great. I'll watch you. You know, I'm going to cheer you from afar. But I don't even know you. And look what I'm willing to do for you. How much more do you think I'm going to do for my own kids? I have been wanting this my entire adult life. And I have it now. And some of you are literally writing me fucking emails telling me I'm selfish I'm ignorant because I'm not willing to still teach. I'm not doing some secret fucking paid mentorship. You know what I'm doing? I'm investing my time, energy, and whatever the Lord gives me into my children. I have already left you more than enough. But now I have exactly what I've been waiting for. My own children have an interest in doing this. I would hate to waste that opportunity. Look back and say, you know what? I spent too many times doing several hours on a Twitter space where most of you didn't even appreciate the fucking time I'm investing in all of you. This is being recorded like this because that way it's not like a conversation when you have your, with your kid. Remember the last time you had a conversation with your parents and they were trying to tell you what you should and shouldn't do? You probably heard every ninth word in the conversation and everything else you fucking phased out. He's not going to be able to have that with this. This is the conversation. He knows exactly what I said. There was nothing hidden when he says, but you didn't say, oh, I fucking said it, son. Let me play it back for you. <laughs> okay? here's, where, here's where it happened. There's no excuse. Okay, And if something happens to me, he can go back in time and say, you know, this is the day dad laid it out for me. And he let everybody else hear it. And while some of you think that this is something that you know I shouldn't shouldn't do, you know I get on here and I talk about my kids or I talk about you know whatever happens in my personal life, uh, I don't sit down and aim to bring all that stuff out, but because I just don't have a filter, it just comes out. And I don't care if it offends you or if it feels like it's wasting your time because I don't give a fuck. Okay, I don't care. I'm doing what I have to do while I'm doing it, and this is the best way I can do it. I can't do it better. I don't know how to do it better. I'm not capable of doing it better. So therefore, this is the way it is. And if you don't like it, if it doesn't resonate with you, I'm sorry. It's not like I didn't try. I did. I have tried for years to help all of you. And if it didn't work for you, you know, I will hope you find something else that works. You know, if, if trading has bit you, I know what it feels like to have that. And, and you just can't leave it. In the first couple of years of my existence as a trader, I was just like that. It was like a a toxic relationship I couldn't let go of. But when you finally go through marriage counseling <laughs> with yourself and you fix all the problems that you have, that's what happened for me. 
I was the one holding it all back. You know, it was, it was me over leveraging, over trading, trying to find setups that really wasn't there, forcing my will in the trade, taking my external desires of either depression or um, embarrassment because my first wife left me for an older man. Uh, all those things were problematic for anyone, whether they had the same mental baggage that I have or not. That's a hard pill to swallow. And then on top of it, your parents don't want nothing to do with you. And then you lose the only parent that you had or envisioned that, which was my grandfather. So I had all the fucking recipe of a comeback underdog story. And none of that is an excuse for me to lean on and say, that's the reason why I couldn't make it. It was always me. It was always me. It was my reactions to all those things. All of you had things done to you. Some of you have had worse fiscal things done to you than me that have scarred you. Some of you, you don't have any knowledge of who your parents are. You know, maybe you discovered that you were adopted and, and it's like, why would my parents even just give me away? How could you do that? Yeah, you know, I get these types of emails from students and they, it holds them back. You can't change that stuff. You know, just like Cameron, he can't change the fact that he had that many attempts and that many failures. So he wrestles with that. Well, you either grow past that and say, okay, that was just a moment during this journey. I stumped my toe there, but it didn't put me in a wheelchair where I can't walk the rest of the way. You're literally going to have this in the rest of your life. You're going to have drawdown. You're going to have periods where you, know, you just can't find your groove and you have to give yourself permission to stop trading. That means stop for a week or two. Don't try to push it really hard and don't take external reasons for you to want to feel better about yourself or mask an uncomfortable situation you may be going through in your personal life. Maybe a divorce, maybe uh, it could be a number of things, whatever it is, it's making you feel like you need some kind of distraction from that pain or that misery. The worst thing you can do is take that to the marketplace and say, here, reward me for doing this and make me feel better. Like you're, you're picking up the, the charts and rubbing it like a, a genie in a lamp and like answer my wishes, you know, do my bidding, answer, answer to my will. And you're not even looking at it objectively when you're like that. You're in pain. You need some kind of, uh, like I said, perfect distraction. And I was doing that in the beginning. That, that's most of what I was doing every single time I traded and it's something you don't identify until you hit rock bottom. Not once, not twice, but a few times. And if you still feel like you want to be here trying to learn how to do this, you are a trader. You just haven't found your consistency or the model that fits you yet. Anybody that says, I quit, I'm not doing this, but you can't imagine living life without doing this, you're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. So just admit the fact that you're at a point right now, you're frustrated, and that's normal. I quit dozens of times when I was younger, but really that was a code word for I need a break. And that break only was long enough until I had enough money to put back into the account. <laughs> it's the way it was, folks. That's exactly what it was. And you should be encouraged by that because I, I don't want to be the catalyst to talk anybody out of doing this because I think this is one of the, one of the last best opportunities to become – 
extremely comfortable, but with the potential to make whatever you want to make. But you have to be comfortable accepting periods where you lose money. And it might be a, a series of them. And if you can't control yourself, if you can't identify the fact that, okay, I had a losing trade. I want to get that back. I'm mad. I'm regretful. I didn't see it like I should have. Okay. Is that the proper state of mind before you put on a new trade? Fuck no. So you stop. That's why these rules are here for him because he couldn't. And then when he would get mad, just putting the trade on just to see what would happen and then ready to take the credit if he was right, like he did something. You ever been there before? Because that sounded like something I did when I was younger too. That's gambling. That is gambling. And I don't promote gambling. I don't promote that gambler's mindset. There has to be a reason to, for you to take that trade. If there isn't a sound reason to take that trade or stay in it, there's no reason for your stop loss to get hit. If everything in that chart is saying that it's not going to pan out, it's, it's definitely you're wrong, concede and say, okay, I'm done. And don't go back in for that day, no matter what happens. The learning experience that you get without losing money is astronomical. And the times that you do that and you were right because it goes the other direction, that is a learning experience that is so powerful that no book, no video course, no example of me doing it in front of you doesn't have the same impact. You learn by doing. And experience is going to be your best mentor. The only thing I've been is a conduit to say, hey, here's a language. Look at the charts. This is what it's telling you. Do you, do you understand what it's speaking to you and saying, hey, this is what I'm trying to do? Are you ready? Because if you're not, I don't give a shit. I'm still going. And if you weren't ready, you just wait for the next one. How, like, in the beginning, you're new, and you feel like that was the only fucking trade I'm ever going to have. Why did I miss that? That's infancy talking. That's like a baby, a child, when you take their toy from them to make them get up in the chair to eat dinner, and they can have the toy back, and they're done eating, but they don't want to do that. They want to have it their way. It's infancy. That's all it is. And I'm not talking down to you because I know exactly what that felt like for me. You want to have it your way on your timing. And guess what? The market says, I don't give a fuck what you want. And what time I'm going to do it, it's my time, not yours. You better be here when I'm doing it. That's how it is. So to remove all the ambiguity, all the guesswork, he has a start time. He has to be in front of his computer at 9.45 or on his phone checking it at 9.45. He has to be on duty until 10.45. 59, because at 11 o'clock, his shift is over. Now, if he's in a trade and it's going past 11 o'clock, he hasn't hit his target, he still holds it. But the initial entry, that, has to, that execution has to happen between 10 o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock. That, at 11 o'clock... To me, I don't want him to take that trade. But at 10.59, he can. Well, why would you have a rule like that? Because that's how strict I am. I want him on, only on that time. I don't want him looking at anything past 11 o'clock. That tells you I have pressed on you the importance of that hour. 
There's something going on in that hour that I can't tell you, but this pattern, this model, this approach to trading capitalizes on it. And this is the closest fucking thing I could get you to it without telling it and getting myself in trouble. And it's the same thing is happening at 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And it's the same fucking thing that's happening at 3 o'clock in the morning and 4 o'clock in the morning, New York local time. It's algorithmic. It's doing something it was going to do regardless of how many people buy and sell. Period. End of story. That's all I'm going to say about it. But anyway, I have a Saturday to get back to. And I have these little baby puppies that I am absolutely in love with and I'm having such a blast with. And they already know their names. Um, it's really, really important that you train them right away and you reinforce. Like I, I treat them with real chicken. We take chicken and we boil it and cut them into small little pieces. And uh, for the folks that want to hear about trading and stuff, yeah, I'm done doing all that now. I'm going to spend about five minutes and talk about personal shit so you can sign off and whatever. But uh, the folks that want to hear just the personal stuff, not that it's all that important, but I feel like sharing it. It's important that you imprint on them early on. And you reward them with something that, number one, because we got them from the breeder, breeders only give them kibble. So we give our dogs a natural diet, uh, real food, real meats, you know, coconut oil. Um, we, we really spend way more than anybody would probably do for their pets, but we, we treat them very, very well. And calling them by their name separate, like we have two of them, they have to segregate them and work with them one at a time and by calling their name and saying like come and having a piece of chicken in your hand the, the mannerism of you laying your hand lower calling them by name and telling them come it teaches them to recognize their name so already when they're outside playing if i say scout come they're roughhousing they'll immediately she'll break find me with their eyes and then run to me and she's looking for my hand to come down, and I'll have a 